The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, and today is July 16th, 2023, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the Serious Side of the J. Rao Show. In Georgia, surrounding former President Trump's alleged interference in the 2020 presidential election. The center of the case is Trump's infamous phone call to Georgia's Secretary of State, Trump allegedly asked him to find more than 11,000 votes so he could win the Peach State. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve, okay? It has nothing to do with color, your skin, your, any of that stuff. What we want to preserve and maintain is the fact that our military does not become a social experiment. I always ask you, you have not ruled it off and taken it off the table. Is a third-party run still in the realm of possibilities? Shannon, no labels has been moving and pushing very hard of the centrist middle, making common sense decisions. Yeah, so, so there is a security zone around former President Obama's home in Calorama, but we have learned the Secret Service actually arrested this man here before he crossed into that zone because it turns out the feds say he was a fugitive from justice on charges related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Online radio at its best. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. There is something about stillness. And I believe that this verse is calling us to be still before the Lord because we need to direct all of our attention, all of our focus on the Lord. And if you really think about it, when the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, it's really telling you to stop everything you're doing, stop worrying, Stop fighting. Stop resisting and start yielding to God. Start listening to God. You see, when you spend time getting to know the Lord, when you spend time in the presence of Jesus Christ, you will truly be transformed. And I encourage you to desire and hunger for these types of rich encounters in the presence of God. Because it's only in those one-to-one intimate encounters that each of us can get a personal revelation of who God truly is. 
It's only in those one-to-one intimate encounters that each of us can be empowered and filled with courage. The courage to face the world and stand up for Christ. The courage to stand up to the devil and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. The prophet Isaiah received a revelation that should inspire all of us to recognize God for who he truly is. Listen carefully to what Isaiah 45 verse 2 to 7 says. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call in number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two and welcome to another funky fresh edition of the serious side of the J Rouse Show which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio and it's best of course I am J Rouse and never share this prestigious stage by myself let me bring in my brother from another mother the one and only Mister L to the E to the S good morning sir how are you. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and good morning, Nessa, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, my sister, good morning, Momo B, good morning, Mary Music, and good morning, my brother, Hawk, and good morning, my brother, Jerome, and good morning, Rodelia. Good morning to all. Uh, once again, uh, Miss Vanessa Maybell, well, not once again, Vanessa's off this morning, you know, Vanessa's doing what she does, and of course, our colleague, Mr. Jerome Free, usually checks in after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio, so hopefully he'll be along. But, you know, if you follow this show, it's time for us to do a little bit of rapping and clapping during this portion of the broadcast. And, you know, Mr. Elias, I wanted to talk about a story that I, I you know, it came to my attention yesterday. And then I noticed uh, some new cat news broadcast on it today about this young lady missing out of Alabama. Do you Have you heard this story? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. She's been found. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so now let's set the story up. So basically, this is a young African-American woman who called, I think she called her family and said she saw some toddler walking on the side of the interstate. And so she called 911, and according to family members, she was on the phone with family members, I should say, and they asked her, I mean, they heard her ask the kid, you know, was the child okay? Then all of a sudden they heard her scream, they heard her shuffle, and then she she disappeared. Uh, this happened mm-hmm. Thursday. They just found her. Mm-hmm. And they didn't find a toddler. Mm-hmm. So we're wondering, is this a situation where she had a mental 
What do you know about this story at this point? Because you said they found her alive. What do you know? Right. What's the update on this? Well, from my, the thing that I saw on the news this morning that they found, she she actually came home, and once once she came home, uh, her car is missing, all kind of other stuff is missing from her, and then they said that um, they found they, her car. They, yeah, but Jane was missing at first, and yeah, they found her car, and then it's like she's and nobody knows where she's been or the time or anything. So I don't know. I'm gonna wait to find out what happened. Because it just seems strange that she just everything happened like it did. So I always heard my my uh, my comments until until then because it just wow it just seemed like uh, for her just to show up that just didn't you know something didn't seem right about it. So I'll wait to reserve my comments. You, you know, it just seems to me that she had a mental. It just from the outside, not knowing all the details. This sounds. This sounds like maybe she had a mental episode. I don't know. I mean, no one knows where she was for the past three mm-hmm. to four days. You know, they can't find a child. Um, I don't know. I just pray that. I just pray that if this is a mental episode, that she is receiving the type of help that she needs. This was brought to my attention, and I don't know how I feel about this. And so let me get your opinion on this as well. You know, people run to Facebook and Instagram, and they put their business out there, man. And, uh-huh. I, you know, so there was a brother on there. This is how I uh, got got wind of this, caught wind of the story. Uh, you know, when you log in, and I'm not on Facebook often, but, you know, when you log into Facebook or when you log into Instagram, it has all these stories up. So you stroll through and you read them and listen to them. And it was this brother that came on and said, look, my sister, I'm the sister of Carly, whatever her last name is, and she is missing. And so he goes into great detail about this whole situation. And I guess for me, I don't know, man, how do you feel about people putting their personal business on Facebook like that? On, on, on that instance, I don't have a problem with it because that's a medium where um, and missing children, missing people can be found that quickly. I'm all for it. Because you get the word out faster. I guess that's what you're saying. You get the word out to the masses. Yes. Right. I'm all for it. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm all for. But <clears throat> my personal business, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't put my personal business out there. I, you know, I'm traveling here. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't, yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't I don't get that I like that, but it's some personal stuff like like for our family unions, our family picnics every year. That's how I communicate to people. Put that on Facebook, so it's got its good and bad point. So to 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 found and exploit somebody that's missing I, on my Facebook page, anytime I see somebody missing, I repost it because well, yeah. you never know. I can help. You never know. So I, I yeah. get that. Yeah, and you know, on the Jay Ross show, we used to have, uh, we used to do a piece on that, uh, and uh, you know, I wish we could get back to that. I think we need to look into that every every show. We would uh, have a, uh, you know, if a person was missing, we would you know showcase that on the show. Um, right. So yeah, so so yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I have people, I know people who hate Facebook. Uh, you know, 
say say happy birthday to my mom and all that stuff. I, I don't know, man. I'm not okay. They don't know my mother. Why would they be saying? I, I don't know. I just maybe it's just me. Maybe because I'm old school. I just don't understand why people do that. Hey, take stop what you're doing Facebook and say happy birthday to my mom, or stop what you're doing Facebook and read this, or hey, if you, I mean, come on, man. I I don't know. It's just. And there are people that are our age that are just making TikTok videos and all this stuff, man. I don't know. Am I, am I old school, man? I know a person that's 57 years old, and she's out here making TikToks and making, you know, you know, doing funny. And, you know how they do voiceovers. I'm like, come on, sweetie, you're too old to be doing this. Or maybe I'm too prude. You tell me. Which camp do you catch? I, I, you know what, man? If, if, if you get enough followers, you can start getting paid off of it. So, oh, is that is that what this is all about? Getting paid? Yes, yes, that's what it's all about. So I, that that's how that's how they get social media stars getting millions of dollars. So you can get as proof as you want to. You get enough followers, you get millions of followers. That's when they start paying. My cousin, beautiful girl, very beautiful, and she's got and she's a doctor. And she has millions of followers, and I, and I talked to her about it. She's like, because I, you know, I make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year off of that, just off of that, off of my followers. And she said, I'm an influencer, and people send me that stuff to, I get free stuff all the time, and people want me to promote their stuff, and I get paid from it. So that's the world we live in. Wait, now, you know where I'm going with next, right? I mean, so now, if you have this type of contact, why haven't you said anything about this show to her? Why haven't you had her on the show? Uh, I know. She's a Your doctor. silence she is going. No, okay, she's a well, doctor. But, but she's, a, she's, a, she's a doctor, and she works on the weekends, and she delivers babies. Okay, well, I understand. Okay, I understand that, but you know we can do pre-recorded uh, uh, videos. I mean, uh, interviews. And if she has time to be in the floor, she, she definitely has time to come on. Stop it, man. But that's okay. I understand. We we can we'll, we'll, we'll table that and uh, we'll come back to it at a later date. All right, listen. A uh, few minutes we have left. What do you think about the strike, Hollywood strike? What's up with that, man? What do you think? Actors have decided to join writers on the picket lines. So some of your favorite uh, shows. And blockbuster possible movies in the future will be on hold and on hiatus until they get this resolved. Your thoughts, please. I'm all for it. I am definitely all for it because you know what? The CEOs need to start paying their fair share, too. So anytime you're going to make somebody an upper echelon get paid, regardless of what happens, what, 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 what would happen if the CEOs had to cut their salaries, you need to pay people more money. So I'm all for it. I am definitely all for it. You don't want to pay the little man, but you're going to take more money. Because if they, if they lose on the movie, they still going to get their $20 billion uh, bonus. And they, they're, gonna, they're not going to do that. They'll find a way to get this bonus. It sure won't help us, but the smaller man get their money. So I'm all for it. God bless them. Keep going with it. Huh. Interesting. You know, when you listen to those people on the picket lines, you know, it's like, wow, you can kind of relate to them because at the end of the day, you know, it's a job like everyone else, but people say, okay, what's the importance of this, though? I mean, obviously, these are people that are in Hollywood. They make a lot of money. 
Some people have, uh, I've heard some folks uh, put a kibosh on that saying, no, writers don't make as much money as you think as the actors, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, it's make-believe. I've always been fascinated how someone can get paid $1.2 million to act in a film about a regular Joe Smo who makes, you know, uh, 12 bucks an hour. It, it, it's it's huh. amazing to me. So we'll, so we'll pay to go watch someone who's very rich portray an ordinary person, but we won't pay the ordinary person the amount of money we're paying this person to portray the ordinary person in a weird way isn't that kind of crazy <laughs> when you think about it it's exactly as crazy I've been I've been advocate for that for the longest I've been saying all along they, you know people are just you know the, the, the smaller man don't get don't get money you know and that's all you want to give away free shit no I don't want to give away free shit what I want to happen what I what I want to happen is for, for you to pay your fair share in taxes and, and give you because CEOs, if you look at it as far as compared to the 60s to what we work they make now, they quadruple what the small man makes. They have. They, they quadruple. And then they, then they act like you've done something wrong when you want to get paid your fair share. Mm-mm. That's why I'm all for unions. Well, well, I think the big issue for me, and once again, what's crazy is that we have these Hollywood actors portraying ordinary people, and like I said, they get paid millions of dollars to do this, and they're portraying a person that makes, you know, you know, eleven seventy-five an hour, and, and, and it's just—I don't know, man. It's just something that's. I understand you have to tell a story that's a part of telling the story, and you have to make the money to get it out to the masses. I understand that, but it's just a cruel irony to me when you think about it. So, last what about the execs that make triple work, quadruple times what the actors make? What about what? The, the execs of these studios that make quadruple what the actors make. I mean, I, that's, I mean, okay, I hear you. I mean, uh, I'm with you on that, but that, that's not my, that's not the point. That's not where I was going with it. It was just, it's just weird that, you know, once again, we pay somebody millions of dollars to portray someone who's not making a whole lot of money. That's the thing that throws me off. So I don't know. It's just a weird situation, but hey, I'm, listen, man, I'm, move over. I'm your, I'm on the soapbox with you on that one. Last but not least, I definitely want to send a special shout out to my sis. You know, she had to put her dog down yesterday, man. And, you know, people who don't own animals really don't get it. But when you own an animal, they're like a extended member of your family. And so I know that it hurts. And uh, I remember what my, you know, I guess for me, which is so, I guess I'm fortunate. I've owned dogs all my life. I've never had to go to a vet and have my dog put down. Uh, now, that tells you a whole lot about me. Either the dog got out and got lost or something, but I never had a dog. only had one dog uh, that lasted that I kept from the time I got him until he passed away, and that was my boy Rusty. And I think Rusty knew that, hey, man, let me just go ahead and just check out on you, brother. He died in the house uh, of natural causes. But, uh but anyway, I want to send a special shout out to my sister and, you know, my boy Butch, man, I, you know, and I know you don't like Butch, but, you know, Butch, you know, held a special place with me, man. So uh, he's in doggy heaven. And uh, any words, man, before we uh, get out of here, Mr. Elias, about Butch? Well, you know, something man, I have to say, seeing your mother's reaction, um, you know, it kind of saddened me, you know, but, you know, that's all I got to say about that, man. 
Oh, wow. See, now you telling me something I need to go and see. I didn't know that there was a reaction to this, but uh, okay, I need to go find that. All right, uh, it's time to step out. It's time for an NPR News update. And after that, we'll be back with the heavy lifting of the show. 347-850-1272. We just appreciate you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday. Even if it's only for two hours, you didn't have to do it. We appreciate you. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. 347-850-1272. It is the serious time of a beautiful Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. A blistering heat wave continues across much of the U.S. Cooling centers have extended their hours, and emergency rooms are preparing to treat more people with heat-related illnesses. With temperatures climbing into the triple digits in parts of Southern California, the risk of heat stroke increases. Children are especially vulnerable. Jackie Fortier with LAS reports. On average, 38 children die in the U.S. every year from vehicular heat stroke. During the summer, it's almost two per week. A car's temperature can climb 20 degrees in just a few minutes, says Sarah Curian with L.A. County Public Health. She recommends using reminders so you don't forget the baby in the seat behind you. Suggestions like leaving your left shoe in the back seat so that you literally cannot walk away from the vehicle. Since 1998, about half of children who died of heat stroke in cars were forgotten. A quarter gained access to the car on their own, and 20% were knowingly left by a caregiver. If you see a child in a car by themselves, no matter the temperature outside, call 911. For NPR News, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. Authorities are searching for a man they believe shot and killed four people in Hampton, Georgia yesterday. The suspect is identified as Hampton resident Andre Longmore. Henry County Sheriff Reginald Scandrett says he won't get away. I'm going to set this directly to you, Mr. Longmore. Wherever you are, we will hunt you down in any hole that you may be residing in and bring you to custody. Period. Police have provided few details about the killings, but say they're investigating at least four crime scenes in the same neighborhood. Hampton's located about 30 miles south of Atlanta. A wanted man in northwestern Pennsylvania is back in custody. He had been at large since July 6th when he had escaped from the Warren County Jail using bed sheets. Officials say he was apprehended yesterday. A court ruling last week means New York will likely have to redraw its congressional district. And that could mean major implications for next year's midterm election. John Campbell of member station WNYC reports. A mid-level New York court ordered the state to scrap maps of its congressional districts and draw new ones before the 2024 election. It's a big win for Democrats who oppose the current districts drawn by a court-appointed expert. If the ruling stands, the state's Democrat-dominated legislature would have final approval over the new districts. Republican officials plan to appeal the ruling to the state's top court. New York has emerged as one of the nation's political battlegrounds after Republicans picked up a handful of seats there in the 2022 midterm elections. That surprising result helped the GOP take a narrow majority in the House of Representatives. For NPR News, I'm John Campbell in Albany. This is NPR News from Washington. Online radio at its best. In Georgia, surrounding 
former President Trump's alleged interference in the 2020 presidential election. The center of the case is Trump's infamous phone call to Georgia's Secretary of State. Trump allegedly asked him to find more than 11,000 votes so he could win the Peach State. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. President Trump, or should I say former President Trump, is in trouble again, folks. That's right. The Georgia, the Georgia Attorney General has decided, has told everyone, put everyone on notice, that guess what? We have a grand jury meeting over the summer, and uh, big guy, you could be in a lot of trouble. Let's start right there. So, Mr. Elias, man, you know, always start one of these shows off. Anytime something major happens with Donald Trump, I always start to show off by asking that million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. Think he's going to spend any time in jail, sir. No, I, I'm not going to change my answer. He, I don't think he will. Wow. I think he, wow. I don't. I don't. This That's man's going to get away with. He's going to get away with murder. He's going to get away with everything he can get away with. And if he can get back in office, if he does, if by chance get back in office, you can cancel Christmas, man. He's going. He's going to take. He's going to take uh, his revenge out on everyone he can. They going against him. So. Buckle up. That's all I can tell you. Well, you know, I, I, I just disagree with that. I, I just think that the charges that he's facing on the <laughs> on the uh, uh, sensitive documents alone, each of those charges carry 10 years. And these are, I mean, these are ironclad okay. charges they have on this guy. Okay. okay. And I, I just can't see the only scenario that I can see where he may get away with it is if he's elected president. That's the only way, in my opinion, that he's going to not serve jail time. I just don't see how he – Fonnie Willis has a case against him. The grand jury is meeting right now in Georgia to look at his uh, – you know, what he tried to do in the, ele- the 2020 elections. Dude, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see how he gets away with this. I, I, I don't. Okay. And I don't, like I said, unless he becomes president. Well, let me ask you this then. Can we agree? Okay, so you're saying, please break it down what you're saying when it comes to this, because I need to completely understand you're saying, and let me set it up for you. You, you can answer the question based on this. Based on what you believe, if he goes to trial, only way, Mr. Elias, he's not serving time in prison is if he goes to trial and they find him not guilty. Is that what you're saying? That's that's what I'm saying. I, what I'm saying is that there's going to be a judge that he appointed or, or some of that nature that he got that he that he's involved around or he's involved with that's going to let him off. I'm you know I'm, I'm telling you it's already set up, man. White folks like that, man, they look, man, he's a powerful white man. It's not going to spend no time in jail, and he'll get off. He will. Had that been President Obama, they'd have, they'd have, stapled, his, they'd have stapled his ass to the moon and back. And, and, and had, it wouldn't have been, it, it would have been like, guilty, he's done, get him out of here. Well, I'm telling you, they're going to let him, he, he'll get off. He'll get off, and he's trying to push, so, so, trying to so, delay the trial. So that, and if, he, if that doesn't work, he'll delay well, the trial. Well, that's what he's trying to do. And if he can delay it long enough, it becomes, and he does by some chance become president, he ain't going to look at it just. And I think he's going to put those people who tried to try him in jail. Okay, so, so wait a minute. 
Okay, so wait a minute. I just want to make sure we're clear. So you're saying the judge, who is Judge Cannon, who in the past have made some some ridiculous judgments that got overturned by the higher appeals court, you're saying that this judge, now keep in mind, there's, there will be a jury sitting sitting there. So are you saying the judge is going to find a way to interfere, or you're saying that the jury is going to come back with a not guilty verdict based on all the the evidence that we know in the public alone is a wrap for him? And we all know that they have more information that they have not exposed to the public. But you're saying that basically after he goes through a full trial, that the jury is going to come back and say not guilty for this guy on all, all these counts that he has. Or is this going to be a hung jury? Mm-hmm. It is going to be a hung jury. Trust me. These white folks, they, and, and where they're... Where, where they're, where they're um, trying this case at is is in Florida too. Come on, man, <laughs> boy, you gotta come on, man. You, you, you've been in this game long enough to know the game. It's like they're trying wow. this case in Florida, and they, and and those, and they're not gonna they're not gonna see that beloved president go down like that. That's their beloved president. That's the man, the savior. Hell, well, I I watched a lot of news on those Trump rallies and. Those Trump rallies, they go out there and they'll say, you know, the, the woman said, and, and, and it's at the report, I can't remember his name, but he's a, he's a great reporter because he does, like, little smart antics with him. He says, so if I say that, you know, that if there was a uh, way to try somebody and put him away and da 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 and, then, and it's like, yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. He said, well, that's our legal system. We should be able to do it that way. And the lady was like, and he said, the only way I wouldn't like Trump is that he – um, he got caught cheating to what he did cheat on his wife. So I don't care. I still like him. You talking about George? You talk. You talking about George? George Keepliver. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But these people love Trump. They are his minions. So you don't think they're gonna put some minions on his trial? Come on, man. Uh, well, well, you know, well, first, well, wait a minute now. First of all, both parties have to agree to people that's sitting on the jury. Mm-hmm. And I find okay. it very hard to believe. Well, I, I just, you know, man, I tell you what, you only get what to turn you're down so many, you only get to turn down so many jurors at, at, at those trials. I understand that. I, I understand mm-hmm. that. But if, you, but what? If, but let me tell you something. And let me just say this from the bottom of my heart: if what you're saying comes to fruition, if it comes true, I don't think. Because I've seen a lot of things during my year, during my time here on, on, on planet Earth. I just, in my own opinion, don't know how I would react to that. I, I, I think for me that well, my – well, I'm just saying because, you know what, I've seen a lot of things. You know, I mean, from the assassination of presidents to the assassination of civil rights leaders – to you know, and you know, and recently with, with Trump, you know, Trump uh, becoming president, the fact that he spews hate and he continues to be relevant in the Republican Party, the fact that he was in, he was uh, impeached twice, and the evidence was overwhelming, and he got away with that. I would be just so disappointed, man. My disappointment level in this country would be at such a low level that I don't think I could ever recover from it. 
if, if, if the fact that we have people in jail right now that they've had lesser charges on, and they're in jail right now for treason and, and you know, espionage and all this stuff, and they have this guy on tape, on tape. We played the tape uh, last week showing people top secret documents. Are you serious? I mean, wouldn't it take it to a different level for you? I'm just asking. No. No. That's what I come to expect from this country. This is what I come to expect from this country. It's a sad state of affairs if we are in a place where you can have evidence that shows that this guy is treasonous, that this guy is a, he is a fundamental threat to the security of the United States of America. And the fact that they will look at this and turn a blind eye, it's just something that I can't fathom. I'm just. Well, okay, I'm, what, about the, what, about the, what about the black man he had in jail, right? And, and they know that this brother was that he was on an airplane. He had an airplane ticket, and they still threw him in jail. What are you oh, talking about? There's a case out there. Me and Jerome talked about this about two months ago. Okay. His brother was on an airplane, right? And they said okay. at the time that this brother was on the airplane, he was committing a crime. He said, well, I have a ticket that says I'm on the airplane. I boarded this airplane. I'm on this airplane. I said, so what? You still going to jail. And they said, they're going to jail. Oh, I... Well, I mean, but see, listen, we've talked about that so many times, you know, living while black. We used to do a segment on that. That's, that's no big issue. Uh, and, 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 it's an and issue, you mean but that's... You tell me they're going to they let this white man, this, let this white man... Yeah, but see... The most powerful man but, in the world. But let me say this. But, but, but let me say this, and here, here's where I, 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 I make a difference between the two situations. Racism has been around here ever since they brought us over here from Africa. To me, that's just a part mm-hmm. of racism. That's just a part that's that's ingrained in the fabric of this of this country. But this is a country that we have red blooded Americans who talked about, you know, being a commie. Remember that? You're a communist. You know, uh mm-hmm. I, you know, I bleed yeah. red, white, and blue. So we're mm-hmm. talking about the basic fundamentals of the constitution of this country that these people, so to speak, love and adore. And so you're talking about this mm-hmm. same group mm-hmm. of folks ignoring mm-hmm. all that. Because the one man. Folks that, that use the same group of folks that's talking about how much they like they'd rather be Russian than a Democrat. <laughs> well, that's my point. You really believe? You really think they say they'd rather be Russian that than is a my, Democrat? You have proven my point. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. So that's why I find this crazy because these are the same people that hug the American flag. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're ignoring everything that the flag stands for, for one person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here's the thing, cults have existed since the beginning of time. But this mm-hmm. is something that I don't think no one's seen. I've never heard of a 75 million uh, member cult. No. And there are people who think this guy is a messiah. Oh, my God, I love him. God, you know, God blessed us with President Trump. What? Maybe you don't know north, south, east, and west. The person that, the thing that blessed us with President Trump is south of the border, not north of the border. I have no idea what this guy is all about. 
Well, trust me, these are the same people that are going to let him off. These are the same people now that are going to trial that's saying how stupid were they to do the insurrection. And, they, 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 you know, and you got Mike Pence at a, at a what's the name? He said, I never caught an insurrection. Then what they you know what? And it, he's a coward. He is a, I saw that. Mm-hmm. He is a coward. He mm-hmm. is a coward. He let that <laughs> punk uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, because Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson didn't call it, you know, the, the most, uh, the most something event in American history. Uh, do you really think it was an insurrection? Well, Tucker, I What's never said it was an insurrection. I never said it was an insurrection. I said that it was um, a riot. I'm like, you are a straight up wussy, and the word that rhymes with it. It's just ridiculous how weak these people are in this bow tie prep boy wannabe tough guy has them all, you know, wound around his finger. I just wish, you know, that video went viral a couple of years ago where Tucker Carlson was in a uh, bake shop. And this white guy approached him. He says, you know what? You are a despicable human being. He said, you are just the lowest of low. I, w- I wish that guy would have called off and clocked his ass. People like that just need a good ass whooping. That's what they need. Just, you know, catch them somewhere and beat the hell out of them. They wow. do. They, they, you know, him, they're tough guys behind the mics. They're tough guys. Oh, you know, you know, him, Sean Hannity. You know, there was a video about six, seven years ago of a crowd walking behind Sean Hannity saying that, Sean, you suck. And that joker boy, you know, he was walking fast. You know, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I like that Senator Holly. Oh, you know, oh, uh, America is taken away from masculinity of white men. This is the same tough mm-hmm. guy they caught on the damn uh, feed running from the riders like a damn or, wussy. Or, or Lindsey Grant. What about Lindsey Grant? When oh, Lindsay he's, he, well, he's, he's he, almost uh, about he's, to break down he, and cry. He, he's, all these he's tough pathetic. guys. Just yeah. pathetic. All these, they, mm-hmm. all these tough guys, you know, behind their microphones and their shirt and ties, put them in the street. Put them out mm-hmm. there and let them, you know, walk around with the real people. You know, Lindsey Graham a couple of years ago, remember they were chasing him through the airport in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so you're, yeah. you're tough when you're in Congress. Just weak, mm-hmm. man. Just weak, 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 weak people. But at the end of the day, they all, but listen, at the end of the day, it's all about Donald Trump. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time, listening to you in this conversation that you and I are having right now, <laughs> you know what? I, you may be you right. Could you could see it too. You may be right. <laughs> there, there's going to be everybody knows. On, they're going to get some of his minions on that trial, man. And everybody, uh, everybody knows me knows that the last thing I want to do is agree with this dude. But I tell you what, if you've been listening to this show, me and this guy have had some knockdown, drag out, punch you in the eye arguments on this on this show, and for the first time, I think, in the history of this show, I think this dude is right. I, I think you're absolutely correct. I, I think that there's – I can't even believe this is coming from my lips. But, I, dude, tell me something different. I mean, like you're saying, the fact that he is indicted, he has like two indictments, he has more coming, and yet he is the, he is the front runner. For the Republican nomination for president in 2024. 
The yep. front runner. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going to continue to be the front runner. Trust me. Dude, they don't care what this guy does. This guy said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue uh, and people would still vote for me. He wasn't lying. He was not lying. What? Here's the thing, right? We're all human beings, right? You know, we have our inner thoughts, we have our flaws. What makes a person like that tick, man? Do you know someone that's like that, man? That 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 you just lie for no reason? Are you just a liar? Mm-hmm. These people have yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Just lie. You're a liar. And oh my God, I. I there has to be some type of scientific discovery or study hmm. that examines this. I, I just I've never seen anything like I, this. Before. I work with these people, Jay. I work with them for years, and they love Trump. They absolutely love him. He says what I think. I said because you ain't got the balls to say it because you're scared. You're weak. You're weak. So you had the balls to say it, and you probably get smacked in your mouth. But he ain't gonna get smacked in his mouth because. He's, he's got secret service around. But I bet he's in a room full of black folks who say that stuff. I'm at a loss for words. I really am. I'm at a loss for words about all this. I, I just can't believe that we live in a nation where this guy, and listen, when I say he's the front runner, he's not in the front runner. You, you would think, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, people I like the this. guy, but, but you know, yeah, yeah, you, you know, we like him. There's a few that <laughs> likes him, but there's a lot that don't like him, and he's only up front by one or two points. Oh, no, sir. No, mm-hmm. sir. This guy, every time something comes out, his freaking lead against the Santamos, or whatever he calls that fool, increases. Here's the big question. I want you to think about this during the break. I'm going to take a sidebar here because I've been thinking about this for a long time. Should we, as Democrats and independents, should we be rooting for him to win that nomination? Think about that for a second. Think about it. Let's talk about that on the other side. Should we, here's a question for anyone who wants to play at home, should we be rooting for Donald Trump to win the Republican nomination? Should we? about that for a second. I think it's important to think about it. All right. In this week's edition of it, four minutes or less, you know, mental health is huge in this country and around the world. And there was an organization, or they have a thing called 988. Now, that, this is a number. It's the crisis line for people who are having, you know, episodes or thinking about committing suicides. Well, in this first year, it has received at least five million calls. This week's edition of Informant is unless something that you need to know. We're going to take a closer look at this. And if you know someone who is going through something like this, please have them call 988. Reach out to someone. You're not alone. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Serious Side, 347-850-1272. On a beautiful Sunday, glad you guys are here. We'll be right back after this. A caution before we begin. This next story discusses suicide. Specifically, one of the U.S.'s responses to an alarming increase in the suicide rate. 988 is now the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Just those three digits. used to be a 10-digit number, but this new system went live a year ago. Brian Levy joins us today. He's a reporter and producer with the podcast Trade-Offs that looked into the 988 system at this uh, year milestone. Brian, thanks so much for being with us. 
Thanks for having me, Scott. Are people using the number? They are. In its first year, 988 received more than 5 million calls, chats, and texts. Uh, that's a 35% increase compared to the last year of the 10-digit line. Um, and that's even more impressive when you realize that, according to a recent Pew survey, only 13% of U.S. adults have heard of 988 and know what it's for. Um, but the number that really caught my attention, Scott, is that the number of texts answered by 988 grew by 1,135%. Any idea of why the texting option is being used by so many people? I mean, I think there's a natural appeal to text, right? You know, many people these days, especially younger people, prefer texting to talking on the phone. Um, I talked with counselors who said they'd received texts from people on public buses, uh, kids in school, folks who are in the same room as their abusers, you know, people who would really struggle to call in for help. Um, we should also say, you know, the infrastructure to handle these texts is still a work in progress. You know, it requires additional staff, new trainings, a special tech platform uh, that a lot of these centers still just don't have. Um, but I talked to one young woman who we're calling by her middle name, Marie, because her mental health challenges are related to a past abusive relationship. And she was hours into a dissociative episode that had left her unable to speak last December when she texted 988. I just remember shaking and being on the floor and not knowing how to get my like soul back to my body. Marie was 5,000 miles away from her friends and family finishing up uh, her master's degree, and she spent an hour texting with a 988 counselor who listened to her, validated how she was feeling, and helped her stop spiraling. She, like, was able to kind of pull me back into myself. Um, it's what I needed. I'm really thankful. Marie said to this day, Scott, that she still rereads her texts with that 988 counselor when she's struggling. What are some of the challenges been? So staffing is a big issue. Um, there are still staffing shortages. Nearly every state still has job openings for their call centers. Um, there's also a lot of variation across states in terms of how many calls and texts they're actually getting to. So only 18 states hit the goal answer rate of 90% in May. Um, and that matters, Scott, because if a call or a text doesn't get answered in state, uh, it often gets sent to a counselor in a different state. And that person is much less likely to be able to, you know, direct someone to local resources like a drop-in center or treatment. What do they see ahead for 988 in its second year? So they're adding more features. Um, they just launched Spanish language texting. Um, video calls are also in the works for deaf and hard of hearing folks. Um, but funding is still a big question mark. Uh, the Biden administration has put nearly a billion dollars into 988, but there's no guarantee that that support will continue. So states are going to have to step up in ways that we haven't yet seen across the board. Um, there are also a lot of questions about what happens after someone reaches out to 988. You know, is there a non-police option that can respond if someone needs more than a call or a text? Um, are there places that people can go if they're not safe at home or wherever they are? Hannah Wesolowski is with the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and she told me that 988 has a lot to be proud of in year one, but more work is needed. Everyone always talks about it took decades to build the 911 system, and it did. But if we take decades to build this system, we're going to lose a lot of lives. In other words, everyone has to stay focused on this to make sure that this entire system works well and works for everybody. Reporter Ryan Levy from the podcast Trade-Offs, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Scott.
The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. During the House debate over amendments to the defense bill, Republican Congressman Eli Crane of Arizona brought up a proposal to ban the Defense Department from considering race, gender, religion, and political affiliations when recruiting, training, promoting, and educating service members. Here's what he said, though, when he took to the floor to defend his measure. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve, okay? It has nothing to do with color of your skin, any of that stuff. What we want to preserve and maintain is the fact that our military does not become a social experiment. Welcome back in. It's uh, 48 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. Let that resonate with you for one second. Colored people, that term being used in 2023 in the halls of Congress. Colored people. Before the break, I asked Mr. Elias a question about, uh, asked Mr. Elias, should we be rooting for Donald Trump to win the Republican nomination to ensure that, you know, Joe Biden, if that's your candidate, will win uh, re-election? And so the drama has built, Mr. Elias, your answer to the question. No, I I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, man. I'm not rooting for any of them clowns, man. I don't root for none of them. And that's just me. I don't care. Well, I'm not, well, I'm I'm not saying, well, wait a minute now. You said you don't care because polls show that he will beat Trump, but everybody else, you know, he has some issues with. So it's like, uh, remember a couple of years ago when Democrats were voting for, in some of these open elections, uh, Democrats was voting for the Republican because they knew that that Republican would get trounced in a in a general mm-hmm. election. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So 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 you don't care who comes I, out. I, I, okay. I, I'm like, be careful what you wish for, because hey man, you know it, 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 that's what polls say. But how many times polls also said that Hillary Clinton would beat Donald Trump too, didn't they? Well, that's because people lied on the way out to the voting booth. No one, no one wanted to say that they voted for Trump, and they, you know. But yeah, I get you. I hear what you're saying. All right. So, so now let, let's talk about this situation here. The term "colored people." You know, when I heard this whole, yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing. And then the guy came back and said, "Well, I misspoke. I meant to say people of color." But this kind of goes did, back did, to. Did you see how he get rolled off his tongue like? People. Yeah. Yeah. And he went right on, right on by like nobody was going yeah. to hear him say it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the point. It, how how easy it was that it rolled off his tongue. The fact that that term and phrase is even readily available for usage in 2023 is something that is, in my opinion, is freaking nutso. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that really makes me uh, be overly concerned with the fact that they're reversing the reverse Roe v. Wade, 
which we all know that this reversal hurts more people of color because they don't have the resources uh, uh-huh. to, to, to be able to, you know, take care of these types of things. Um, and the fact that they've overturned affirmative action uh, when it comes to college college admissions. And I heard some some uh, senator, matter of fact, it was Chris Christie. They were talking to him about, do you, you know, do you support that decision? And, and he said, yeah, he supports it because it, it, you know, it pushes it back. He said, if you read the language, he said something along the lines of, they're not saying that you can't use color. He said that, you know, it's, I can't remember exactly what he said because I really wasn't prepared to talk about it, but he, he was saying like almost as if there was a loophole in the language um, in that decision that, yeah, they can use others extenuating factors uh, to make that possible judgment. So anyway, man, it's just a, it's a sad state of affairs, man, when you think about this country. And it's just this country alone, Mr. Elias, that we have these issues when it comes to race. It's just, it's, it's this country. It's, you know, maybe because we're so diversified, you know, I guess it wouldn't be an issue in India. But my goodness, it's just amazing how this is just front and center in race relations. All these years, it's still an issue. We're still saying in 2023 the first black this. You know when when uh, judge when uh, chief justice when uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Ketanji uh, uh, Brown was to the you know when she was appointed to the court the first black female. We're talking 2022, man, and we're still having first in this country when it comes to things like this. Of course we are because this country is set up that way. That's why I keep telling you. Don't be surprised if Trump just off with that with that stuff. Man, look, this country's set up for 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 for, for people of uh, white people. It ain't set up for people of color, and it's not going to be. Now, what the white folks are doing is they're trying to pit the people of color against each other, and that's what they do. Because how that's so? how they that that how how so okay yeah okay okay uh guess who guess who filed a lawsuit for the uh, affirmative action? Who was it that did it? It was Asian. Okay. And what they'll do is they'll say, well, it was the Asian people that did that. It wasn't us. We, didn't, we, loved, we loved affirmative action, but it was the Asian people that did it. Now, what is Ron DeSantos doing in Florida? He's outlawing teaching uh, black history, but not, not Asian history or not, uh, not uh, uh, Mexican history. He's, he's outlawing black history because they're going to pit each other up against each other. And all we're going to say is we're we'll for the nine and tell us, why y'all teaching that and not teaching this? But wait a minute. But here's my response. But here's my response to this. You know, okay. Asian Americans and Mexican Americans' history is not as complex as ours. I mean, the no, only other, the only, well, that's so. I don't know. I mean, who's gonna? I mean, you know, and I got why, 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 why is he stopping? Why is he stopping the, the, the teaching of Black history and not Asian history? Or anybody else? Well, Asian history. Well, because it's. I mean, and let me let me let me be careful. Listen, it's not as. I'll just say this, and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at this. It's not as complex as ours. You know, you 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 can't go back and find historical uh, pictures of white people chasing down Asians and hanging them and cutting off their ears and and doing all this. Is you can't go back well, and find an Asian leader. 
What? The railroads. And when they were building the California railroads, yeah, they, 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 they got stuff out there for Dude, that. Dude, that, that, listen, I mean, you can say, yeah, yeah, you have a lot of situations that happen in history, but I'm talking about overall, no. You didn't have... Uh, you didn't go into places in the South and saw something that says white, blacks, and Asians, different uh, drinking fountains. So, I, you know, I don't, think, I don't think there's a comparison there. I guess the only, thing, the, only, the only people that could be close are Indians, and they, you know, they gave them, you know, reservations. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, so at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I would say that the reason why those Asian, Ameri- those Asian Americans filed that lawsuit because the white people put them up to it. I just think they looked at no, it as you know. I never, I never, I never said that. You said putting. But, okay, well, maybe I misunderstood what you were saying. What, what, what I'm saying is, white folks will say, "Hey, look, it wasn't us that filed for the uh, affirmative action. It was the Asians that did it. What how, had nothing to do with the white folks? We didn't do this. The Asians did it. So, so why y'all mad at us? It was, it wasn't us. It was the Asians. So, if you want to blame me, you got to blame the Asians. Yeah. Well, the fact that someone used color. In 2023, I, I, I guarantee you, man, because of, listen, here's the thing that, that makes me nervous. I was talking to one of my kids uh, one day about just certain things that have happened in our history. And they were like, well, what's that? I'm like, they're not teaching this in school? Well, they didn't teach it during Black History Month. Oh, wow. You know, and it's like a lot of these things are being left on the shelves, because unless our kids go out and find it, they're not being taught this in school. And the fact that they're trying, you know, critical race theory, and they're trying to do all these things to ba- things to ban books in in classrooms, they're trying to whitewash this history. And it's going to be up to us as parents, if you're, you know, parents. Period. Whether you're African American, white, Asian, whatever, you need to know the history. But this is what white folks do, and this is the thing that really trips me out. It's the fact that they talk about, well, we don't want you to teach this in school. But then when we were taking down these damn statues, what was the first thing that came out of their mouth? Oh, it's our history. It's the history. Well, wait a minute. You want to reserve that history, but then when it comes to our history, you want to come on, make up your mind. You're talking well, out of both sides been, of your mouth. It's always been the parents' uh, responsibility because when I was in when I was in school before we went outside to go play in the summertime, my mother bought these Black History books, and we had learned our Black history. We did. My mother wow. was that man. She was stern about that, and I still got those Black History books to this day. And uh, I, that's how wow. I learned about Dr. Charles Drew, and I learned about ben, Benjamin Banneker. With all the inventions of the black folks, and I, I, man, my mother made us learn all that stuff. And she was like, "Yeah, before you go out, you have to tell me." And I, we'd have to go and talk to my mother every day about who we learned about that day, and she would tell us who who it was, and we would we would have to read up on. It. Yeah, my mother did that oh, every wow. day for us in the summertime. Yep. So she was like, "You don't know, you don't know your history. You don't know your history." But then she made me go to all white school after that. Couldn't understand that, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's true. You did go to, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard you. That, that was her doing. Well, you know, well, well it, it, you came out worse because it's like you. Oh my God! Anyway, but oh, I digress as well. But 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 you know, here's the thing that was troubling to me because I was asking one of my, I asked my daughter, I said, hey, do you know what the black, you know, the black uh, national anthem is? I'm like, what? What? I'm like, wow. Lift every voice and sing. What is that? Oh wow. It's just amazing how our kids are not in tune to this stuff. And so people thought I was crazy when I sat down and made, I said, look, we're going to watch Mississippi burning. 
Oh, we don't, Dad, that's just a negative. You need to understand that because what they want you to do is forget that. You need to understand yes. what people did before you came, before you were even uh, sparkling in someone's eye. The bottom line is, is that people died for you to have the ability to do the things that you do. You think it's easy. A long time ago, you know, you got all these brothers dating these white women. Emmett Till, that's all I'm going to say mm-hmm. to you, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a real good friend of mine. All he does is date white women. And I said, dude, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I'm listen. Love is love. I'm not, you know, because one of the things that Dr. King said, you know, once again, don't judge me because the the, the color of my skin. You know, judge me on the content of my character. So at the end of the day, if you want to fall in love with white folks, that is your business. Mm-hmm. But understand the people who are laying in the ground right now, so you can have the ability to walk. You know, down the street holding your wife, white boo's hand. People died so you could do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Died. Mm-hmm. You kissing a white woman in public, patting on her butt. Emmett Till, they lied and said he whistled at a white woman or whatever they said. He did. And they lied. And listen, look what happened to him. So, you know, bottom line is don't forget, you know, this nation's history. And then always give it up to the folks who sacrificed for you. It's just unbelievable how some of this stuff happens. And once again, the fact and put it all put it all put it all in context, Mr. Elias. The fact that someone said colored in the halls of Congress. I give you the last word, sir. Well, like I said, man, if they rolled off his tongue that easily. And, 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 and he just rolled right over, didn't say, oh, my God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Means that he's been saying that for the longest. You know exactly how this man feels. So don't be fooled by him saying, oh, I meant to say this. No, you didn't. You said what you wanted to say. So leave it at that and be a man. And, and I probably say, be a man about it. Stand up and stand what you stand for. Like Tommy Tuberville, when, when he said something about the white supremacy. Oh, wow. White nationalist, that's what he was talking about. Oh, boy. Man, we need need some public enemy today. My goodness. All right, we're going to stop by take a break. (laughs) We'll be right back after this. No public enemy on the menu, but maybe next week. Who knows? We'll be right back. Thank you. 
presidential run in 2024 as a third party candidate and behind the scenes a group that we have talked about on the show before known as no labels has been eyeing mansion as their possible choice for a so-called centrist candidate to run against biden and trump welcome back in three four seven eight five oh one two seven two it is the serious side on a beautiful sunday mr elias i don't know what he's over there doing he's fighting somebody but my god what the hell's going on anyway Welcome back in. Six minutes after the top of the hour. Um, you know, Joe Manchin, man, he's at it again. Uh, I, I mean, this guy. I, no Labels is a group of, according to him, bipartisan politicians. And it looks, man, what is, you know what? Let's just skip all the count. What is wrong with this dude, man? Why? I mean, you have all these Democrats that are just, you look at what happened to Kirsten, what's her name, Cinema? Didn't she change the to an Democrat? Didn't she change your party, yeah, yeah, change your party affiliation? Yeah, she's independent. Yeah. They're freaking backstabbers, man. You have these guys, you know, and, and the thing that really pisses me off about Senator Joe Man, um, uh, Manchin is this. 
he always try to have this homey, folksy type thing. Oh, I just want to get along and all of this other stuff. But this guy is diabolical behind the scenes. And don't let that little folksy thing, you know, prove anything to you. He, he's, he's a snake. And as far as I'm concerned, I just wish there was a way they can just banish these people from the party. Just go be who you are. Why are you even a part of what we're trying to do if you continue to throw monkey wrenches in the process? We all know that if a third party jumps in, it's just going to make it bad for President Biden, Mr. Elias. Why is he doing this? What is up with it? What is the real deal with Joe Manchin, man? Will it, will it make it bad for Biden? Because I don't think people like Manchin in the first place. Okay. Uh-huh. It, might, it might take, I don't know. I don't think they like him at all. But I get I get your point. You know, you should if you're a Democrat, you should be standing behind the Democratic nominee. You should be, because if, if somebody else ran against Trump while he was president, another another Republican, oh, the Republicans would have lost their minds. They would have. Well, wait a minute. They, they, they are. <laughs> what are you talking about? They are. Oh, you mean if he had won re-election? Yeah, if he was president. It's because there's not, there's not one Republican run against him when he was running for office. And the real Yeah, they did. Oh. In the primary, oh. Mr. Elias. Yeah, they did. Remember, what you're saying is if he had won re-election, because, you know, the incumbent is considered a party's uh, nominee. So in both cases, you know, like now and back when he ran in 2016, there were a whole bunch of Republicans in the primary. So they did run against them, but I get your point. Your bigger point is, had he won re-election and someone ran against him, then, you know, something would have been different. I, I see what you're saying, right? Because, I mean, in both cases, he had to win the primary. He had to have a Republican's opponent to win the primary. Once he became the nominee, you know, no one can run against him once he's the nominee. But I get your bigger point. But but let's. Uh, it looks like uh, the smartest man in the world is in the house. Let's bring him in, Mr. Jerome is free from freeradio.net and the man who brings you on the on a need to know basis. Uh, he's in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing outstanding. Uh, just in time. Good morning, talking about talking about hey, your favorite good morning, thing. Joe Manson. Right. Yeah. 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 Your you know favorite what? guy. Um, Give us the answers, man. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so this this just plays into the pathology of white folks generally in this country, right? Like, the problem is Joe Manchin sunk Obama. He sunk, you know, Biden in some cases. Joe Biden has not been middle of the road. He's been very conservative. And so I don't know why people think that folks who are obstructionists are actually better to work with both parties because he does not work with both parties. He's nominated and elected as a Democrat, so he caucuses with them. And at the same time, he holds to the same values that most, you know, white supremacists hold to. So Joe Manchin doesn't have any value for us, especially as minorities. So why would he appeal to any of us to, to run for office? So when you look at organizations like No Labels or whoever the other groups that's coming out that said that they're bipartisan, they're not picking bipartisan people. They're still picking conservative people and trying to sell them to us as being bipartisan. They are not. And so we just have to get smarter as an electorate and say, you know what, 
everybody elected, you know, the Democrats overwhelmingly elected Biden over Trump. When those white folks are saying, oh, that's that's too far. You know, there's a black person on the Supreme Court already. We don't need any more. That is their conservatism kicking in. So when it comes down to it, a part of always trying to balance the scale to favor white supremacy, they go back to people like him. They, and they blame um, conservative, or I'm sorry, they blame liberal or progressive people just to go back to supremacy. Because it truly is a mentality in this country that it, it always defaults to what gives the power structure more, uh, uh, more power. So Joe Manchin has no balance for anybody. I don't think he supported anything that had to do with minority rights across the board. Or we would have had the Civil Rights um, um, Act and stuff passed a long time ago. But Joe Manchin was one of those people who held it up in Kristen Cinema. So why does people think – maybe they think that if they can get enough conservative um, white folks and, and liberal um, white folks that they don't need to use minorities at all on either side. That could be the thinking. Maybe that's, hmm. maybe that's the goal. How do we find a candidate that's not even considered a minority issues at all? That I don't know, man. Well, yeah, I wouldn't put, put it past. Wouldn't put it past. I'm not surprised by anything. Anything you guys say on this right. show, I'm not surprised by it anymore because it's just one of those situations where you look at it and you ask yourself the question, why? I mean, why? Where is the party unity? Uh, and, and you know why? Right. When we have when we have someone that's so extreme on the Republican side, you know where is the country before party uh, slogan? I mean, it's just amazing. You know, I mean, even right. when you think about uh, old boy, the the guy that uh, what's the guy the the, the liar that what's his name uh, Santos Ron Santos whatever his name is yeah. that guy. I okay. mean, it's just amazing the characters that we have, brother. That's that's in these positions of power. Right. Right, but just think about it. So we defend, not us, but people defend Santos. They defended Orrin Hatch. They, you know, um, what is his name, Lindsey Graham. All of those guys who straddle the fence, they do one thing. And we say, oh, maybe he's good people, and then he does a thousand things to hurt us, and then does one thing. You're like, eh, well, he is bipartisan. No, he's not. And so we just have to see through that. But, again, Ever since, you know, the uh, the Civil War, we've been having a struggle with Congress, right? So once Ulysses S. Grant came in and sent the military into the South just to create balance, the next election cycle, the negotiation from the southern states was, hey, you got to pull the military out. The Klan rises itself back up and all of that stuff. And Ulysses didn't have any power to stop that anymore because he, he – um, the way they had a divided Congress. So the default right. in this country is still oppression, is the, is the point, is the more of that story. When both sides are fighting, their compromise is, well, as long as we oppress minorities, we're all good, right? Okay, let's go back to that. So that's what we're looking at. Hmm. That's interesting. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, 15 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side. Okay, so what's the solution? I mean, so it just seems to me that I guess on one hand, can we look at it from this perspective saying, okay, when the founding fathers wrote the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, all this stuff that was written back in the day, 
they didn't realize that these type of individuals would be running for office, right? And so it's almost like this is a test to see will democracy overcome some of the wildest and craziest things that we've encountered. They had no clue that someone as corrupt and as racist as Donald Trump, I shouldn't say racist because they all own slaves, but as corrupt as this guy would ever occupy that office. Or the fact that they never thought, like, for example, this guy can be a convicted felon and can still run for the presidency. So maybe, so should we be, I don't know, should we be uh, okay that we have these tests against democracy because, you know, in the long run, you know, we'll, we'll be better served as a nation? You know, no one thought that you would have Supreme Court justices, you know, accepting money and doing all the things that Clarence Thomas and that other guy is doing. On, I mean, no, so that's why, you know, out of all the federal judges, the Supreme Court, they have no ethics. They have nothing in place to, to, to police themselves because no one knew that these type of low-life scandal individuals would be in those positions of authority. So should we be okay? Say, okay, well, look, let's see if the system works. Before we buy a car, we want to make sure that it's, you know, we crash test a car 15,000 times to make sure people are going to be safe. Maybe this is okay, and we're just a witness to it. What do you guys think? Well, my thought process is this, man. They, you know, I mean, they, you can never predict the future. True enough, but uh, I'm quite sure they had they had the corruption there too. Because some one of the presidents was he was real corrupt. They, uh, uh, Nixon wasn't the first impeached president. I can't remember who it was, but it, it was back in that day. So they should have put laws in place at that point in time. But they didn't. Yeah, but this is, I mean, impeachment is supposed to be the ultimate price, right? And so, you know, look at the, the Nixon situation, right? They, You know, Republicans came to him and said, hey, guy, the jig is up. You got to go. Because, you know, we represent something bigger than that. Despite the fact that we may not agree on policy or ideologies, that's okay, but we do agree that, you know, no one's above the law, one nation under a groove, Parliament Funkadelic, Black Power sign in the air, what's up to my boy? But at the end of the day, you know, at some point in time, people say, look, enough is enough. So in Nixon's case, they told him to get out. But we talked about this, you know, last hour, I mean, well, the first segment, how corrupt this country is. And these people, despite you could put all the freaking evidence in the world against them, I mean, the only thing they don't have is a video of Trump saying this stuff and doing this stuff. And I'm hearing, kind of going back to the sensitive documents case, that they do have videos, surveillance videos of, of, uh, of, of, the, of these guys moving stuff around. But despite all that, like you said, Mr. Elias, he's going to probably walk. He's going to, but in this situation with Manchin. So, once again, we talk about Trump being the problem, but you have these Democrats, so-called Democrats, creating confusion and disruption. What about the Blue Dog Democrats? Look what happened back then, Jerome. Yeah. Um, 
Power like corrupts, man. Yeah, and, and it's, it's again, it's not just that because you know we have to look at history. Um, even if it doesn't, I don't know that saying. Even if it doesn't repeat itself, it does rhyme. It's like we have to kind of start considering that what our default is in this country, and our default is always pendulum swinging back to white supremacy. So we don't go back and correct history, for example. We don't go back and say, you know what, Christopher Columbus never actually stepped foot in North America. He came to the Caribbean. We don't say that. We don't say things like, you know, General Lee, that whole he wasn't racist thing. We don't go correct stuff like that. Everybody knows that he, his whole main fight for, um, for and during the Civil War was about slavery and economics. That's why when Ulysses S. Grant, for example, went to him to negotiate, he literally said um, he wouldn't exchange black prisoners because that's what they were fighting for anyway. He said, my offer is not for them, right? And then people paint that and say, hey, the Civil War wasn't about race. We won't even go back and correct simple things, let alone moving forward into a more, I wouldn't say more complex society because we know that ancient times were pretty much more advanced than we are right now, but we can't even go back to have a fundamental understanding of what truth is. And so why would you expect anybody to want to give up their position? And and that's the struggle that we fight with as a society is saying, like, you really are going to have to get folks to understand that the way they're looking at the world is caused by how they were educated about everybody else and everything else. And so we can't expect politicians to be anybody other than who they are. It's not that they're all corrupt and crazy. They are following this blueprint of corrupting crazy people. They think and that's what we have to do. It's it's like looking at DeSantis or or even Trump. Most people will say, well, Trump, and those guys know that they're lying. Well, what does that tell you if they know they're lying and they're still lying, part of their culture? So we have to kind of acknowledge that to say, hey, you know, what what does this mean to the rest of us and how should we be looking at this thing to um, to make a better society? Because it won't, we can't make it equitable because people who have power, people who have money don't like it. I think there's some feeling that they want to feel like they're better than other people, so they have to have some people starving. That's why their impression of of minorities in particular is about, you know, being superior to minorities. If they lose that position, what do they have? So you're talking about a whole culture change uh, of how we see the world, you know, when we start talking about, you know, um, balancing politicians. They're just a... You know, they're just a reflection of our greater society. So those guys are dysfunctional unless they came to something. Like, they can all hate the same person, though. The easiest thing for somebody to do is hate. So we go to war and we're like, we got to stick together. No matter if we're taking somebody else's resources, we will take people's resources and bomb hospitals. But we will get together and be like, it's for the greater good and let's wave a flag. That's brainwashing. So... You know, we're talking about we can't have answers to a question like that because that is complex, you know. So just dealing with people like Joe Manchin 
and cinema on, on the Democratic side, and I think I said this during Obama time, is that more of the conservative people are moving to the Democratic side, and it's going to make the Democrats more conservative. Especially since Trump, they're like, ooh, we can't stand Trump. I'm going to go and be a Democrat. The Democrats should look at all those report Republicans and say, bite me and go take back your own party. Because what you're going to do is the people with the money and the resources moving into the Democratic Party will change the agenda of the Democratic Party to what the Republican Party's agenda is. It just won't be so blatant. So yeah. it is, Democratic Party is such a big tent party. We can't, we can't keep doing that or the black folks are going to have to start their own party. And we know that that is an uphill climb if I've ever, if I've ever seen <laughs> <Yes>. one. <laughs> Sorry about that. But because um, after black people will be, you know, scared to do it, the white folks will hate you. Like there, there's no upside to black people just identifying by themselves as a, as a specific lobbying group. And that's what racists say. Why don't you start your own stuff? Because you guys will try to kill all of us if you knew where we all stayed at. That's why wow. Because like, we're smart. So it still is. Did we just witness the black on black crime by the one and only Mr. Jerome Spring? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What's the crime? <laughs> you got to you, you What was the crime, Jay? Huh? No, I thought maybe, you know, when you said, you know, trying to start our own party is an uphill climb. I don't know, man. I just, right. You know, right. Yeah. Because for our safety. We can't do that to identify just black people because white folks have this anchor towards us to begin with. It's not smart. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We could, that'd right, be right, uphill climb. Right. That would be an uphill climb for us to want to have that kind of courage to face your oppressor. That's all that is. It wasn't a shot against okay. black people because we know dysfunction lives there. That's a black on black crime. But still, oh. that part will <laughs> give you a black on black crime if you want one. That's all right, brother. You just gave it to me, my man. You just gave it to me, my man. All right, we're going to step out. Take a break. We'll be right back after this. You listen to Serious Side 347850. Once upon a time, in a place called Mzansi, the people love driving cars everywhere. They use lots and lots of electricity down many trees for firewood. And then a very strange thing happened. The weather began to change. In some places there were droughts where before there was rain. In other places the rivers flooded. The grown-ups realized they were contributing to the strange weather. They discovered if they used clean energy and less electricity, they could save Mzansi for their children. What happened then? How the story unfolds is up to each and every one of us. Switch off, recycle, change. Help save tomorrow, today.
online radio at its best. Welcome back in. 347-854-1272. It is the serious side on a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully the weather is well and good in your neighborhood. I'm Jay Ralph. And, of course, it's time to say hello to my brothers from another mother, the man who is, uh, I consider the smartest man in the world anyway, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree's in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. You don't have to say that like you was wrong. You right. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's why you... Right, right. That's right. That's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just say it, brother. Just say it. I hear you, brother. Say it, those friends. The smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome is free in the house. Thank you, hey, so question for you. Question yes, for you. Are we going to get a little taste of something, something today? Uh, because we haven't had it in a long time. Just, you know, just say it. Okay, well... Yeah, you know what? We're, we'll have to do some news today. I got some for you. I know it's been it's oh, been out for a while. There you go. Hey, there it is. <laughs> there you go, folks. So stop writing me. There he is. He's back. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. And one. Good morning, Nashville. Do your thing in Vegas, baby. Huh? Good morning, Momo B. Huh? Good morning, little sister. Huh? Good morning, real day and uh, Good morning, Kathleen. And uh, good morning, uh, Mary and the Music. Mary and the Music, that last song that played was Nice Over Egypt by the Jones Girls. And this yeah. song before that, huh? No, I said, yeah. Say, right? I oh, said, yeah. Okay. Okay. And the other song that played was, ooh, come on, why did you, okay. I'm trying to find good it day. right now. Sunday by, yeah, it's by, um, I can't yeah, what, 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 yeah, you got me on this one. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, by, by, uh, uh, Adi and Carol, and, uh, That's it. my brother Hawking, good morning, my brother Jerome. There you Sir. go. Can we say it? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Hey, can we say hello to the people in the chat room and tell us if you don't mind? Oh. Corvina man. Oh, okay. I, I lost you for a second. Corvina man. You know what, man? That's a brother one day I definitely want to meet. I don't know. If, people don't know the history with, with, with us and Corvina man. He came in here, boy. Well, I tell you what, man. We if you remember back in the day on the J. Rouse show, we used to have intro music, and, and uh-huh. you know his music would have been fight the power. That Joker came in here and sold every white person within the sound of his voice. I'm like, come on, bro, come on, man. That Joker came, he came in hard. But I tell you what, man. He has been a. When I tell you that there are some of our listeners that that we've met. Kavina uh, man is on the top of that list. I, I, I want to meet that brother one day, man. He is a good brother. He is here come rain, sleet, snow. You know that's why we name a segment of one of the shows after this brother. He has been a yeah, just, he's a, a good brother. He has been a with us, man, brother. for a very long time. So I want to mm-hmm. I want to do a what's up and you know fist bumps to my main man, Kavina man. He is uh, he's all right. And I also want to take a few minutes just to say. Check out Queens in the Morning. Uh, you know, real deal. She's another. I had the opportunity to meet her, Mr. Elias. Just a wonderful woman. Uh, you know, just, oh, man, just 
we have some folks who have been following us for a long time, man, that you just, you know, you just can't thank them enough for, you know, and there are other people out there that listen every Sunday, and we, you know, we appreciate y'all. Pastor, you know, we appreciate you. You've been on board now for, I don't know, Jesus, about maybe four years now, maybe. But uh, this has just been people that have been following us for a long time, and, you know, every now and then you just got to stop and just give them their roses. Um, and, you know, but Kavina man's that guy. Yeah, I, I want to meet that dude. So, if there's a way we can make that happen within the next 18 months, man, we need to do that because I want to meet. You're not the only one. I definitely want to meet your brother too, man. Definitely want to meet your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kavita, man, it's all right, man. That, that joke. I can't remember what time he came in here and said something. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, man, who is this dude? <laughs> look, 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 look. This nigga's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I had to use the N-word. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to say what's happening to him. He's a good brother. Oh. Appreciate you. And all the other folks, too. Go ahead. Who, who, who wants to say something? Mariana. She's always been there oh. since I remember. Well, you know, listen, let me tell you something, man. Mariana Music, I don't know where she is. Uh, you know, I know that she... So for those who may not know, Mariana Music is another person who's been listening to us for a very long time. And... Uh, but she's a budding model, you know. She's, you know, worldwide somewhere. And uh, she sent us um, some stuff. How long ago was that, Mr. Elias? About eight months ago, maybe. About eight months yeah. ago, yeah. Oof. I'm going to resist because I think her mother listens still. Uh, I'm just going to say, Miss Mariana Music, Mama Mariana Music, you have a beautiful daughter. God bless you. God bless you, uh, her daddy. You guys need to uh, bronze with it. Okay. See, I'm, get, I'm going too far. I'm going too far. All right, J- Jerome, you, you go ahead and say what oh. you have to say. I'm going too far. I'm going too far. God bless her daddy. That's just wrong right there. I just, okay. We know, her, we know her mom listens to the show, so hey, I'm much sorry. respect to, the, uh, to her. I'm, I'm back. I'm just saying. I just, it just hit me. My bad. Yeah. I'm okay, back. we're back. Put me on mute. All right, we're back. We're back. Uh-huh. So, thank you so much. It's uh, 38 minutes after the hour. We have one more topic. Let's get into it. <laughs> Online radio at its best. Yeah, so, so there is a security zone around former President Obama's home in Calorama, but we have learned the Secret Service actually arrested this man here before he crossed into that zone because it turns out the feds say he was a fugitive from justice on charges related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Take a closer look. Today, the judge unsealed the January 6th case against the 37-year-old. And prosecutors say this is him entering the Capitol with the mob, and they say he also posted about it, admitting it. Now, the charges he's facing for January 6th, those are all misdemeanors. But prosecutors say when he was picked up yesterday in a van near the Obamas, he had guns, 400 rounds of ammo, a machete, and, according to CBS sources, potentially explosive chemicals. Prosecutors said in court today, Taranto recently did a live stream near a Maryland elementary school to send a, quote, shockwave to U.S. Rep. Jamie Raskin. Okay, well, we're trying to learn more about that, exactly what school they're talking about. The prosecutors say Taranto. All right, so um, this is one of the reasons why presidents have lifetime Secret Service protection. Because former presidents still represent this country, 
especially one that is as popular as former President Barack Obama. You heard the story. This man was found right outside in the same neighborhood where the Obamas live uh, with weapons, you know, potential explosives. And here's the thing that really is shocking to me, Mr. Elias, is that the judge that's presiding over this case was really seriously considering letting this guy go on bond. And said that this, he said he felt sorry for the guy, and I'm paraphrasing there, because the, he said the guy was told he was just a, he was just a follower. He was being led by you know who. Which, by the way, the person, Agent Orange, the person that I'm referring to, posted President Obama's address on his true social. social. And that's how this man apparently found it. So as we continue to have conversations about the state of this nation, as we continue to talk about how racism is still prevalent in this, or- in this country, you have situations like this. And what concerns me about this whole thing, uh, Ms. Elias, is that President Obama, he's probably one of the most active ex-presidents, you know, in recent history. I mean, I know Bill Clinton used to do some things. You don't really hear from George Bush and Jimmy Carter. You know, he's obviously at his age. He's in hospice care. Um, But, you know, he was very active. But he was doing things, you know, in Georgia and things of that nature. But President Obama is still on the world stage. He is still uh-huh. the most popular Democrat in the party. He is still the one that people bring in for the – he's the closer for the Democratic Party. You know, when some of these Senate people were – when some of these people were running for Senate in uh, the House of Representatives, they didn't call President Biden. They called President Obama. You know, he had – he met with the future leaders of the Democratic Party here recently. A lot of people look at that as, a dis, as disrespectful to, to, to Joe Biden. But he is still active, man. And so this concerns me when you have nutballs out here doing things like this. Think about what happened to Nancy Pelosi's husband. I mean, come on. Your thoughts, please. Well, Jay, look, man, the orange one is is mad at at, at President Obama because, you know, he's still prevalent, and he's more popular than he will ever be. So – it's, you know, this man, this man's, you know, for him to post his address, if I was, if I was, if I was him, fair play is turning by. I know uh, Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. I'd post anywhere he was going to be. Because Elon Musk thought he could get away with that, too. But they, he had one guy that was posting him live about where he was flying, wherever he was going, and he got mad. He tried to get do something to this guy and couldn't do nothing to him. So, hey, fair players, turn about, you want to play this game? Let's play it. This is where this clown is going to be at. Get him. Go for it. This is how you want to play it? Let's play it. Let's, let's play fair. Well, if President Obama or Michelle Obama or his children, which are living their lives, which they're living their lives out here, if one of them end up dead, I mean, no matter how much you exchange personal information, Jerome, the bottom line is, is that uh, the deed will still be done. And so, you know, you have crazy people like this that are lurking this planet, man. Um, are you concerned about President Obama's safety? Because, you know, yeah, he has lifetime Secret Service protection, but it's not like he like it was when he was president.
Jerome? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I was I was talking through the mic. So anyway, I, it, the problem for me is that Trump put out his address, right? right? And so we need to start dealing with that nut like like he is a nut. So you know, if I if I publish somebody's address and something happens, they would pick me up. In this country, that says that you you can incite a riot, you can have undue influence on someone. Right, so if you're over the age, I think the number I mean in New York State, but I'm sure it, no, actually this is federal. <clears throat> if you are over the age of like um, um, 25 or 30, I think it is, and you influence some kids that's under the age of 21, there's a specific charge if you get on a mic on a stage and influence a crowd to do something if they're underage. There's all sorts of laws out here that you can go and say, look. Trump, you're responsible for your words. So the only people who don't get responsible for their words is is um, the guy who you're scared to throw in jail. Trump's scared to go to jail. But at the same time, he knows the more noise that he makes, the less likely he's going he's gonna to go. That's what hiding in plain sight is generally. right? When everybody's eyes are on you, people are less likely to make moves against you. So he's keep he's staying in public, he's being loud, but he's creating that chaos. Now we already know that you know, the Wiesenthal Center tracks hate groups in this country. We know there's a bunch of militia around here. We know that there's people who are literally saying we wish there was a race war. We know that there's crazies out here. That man yeah. is gonna and his family is gonna need Secret Service protection. <clears throat> but when you start adding on to that, they need to start charging these people. And the problem with, again, our system is that white folks don't find white people as threats. So you can easily get a judge to be like, oh, he's not a threat. He was just having a bad day. And then when he goes and kills somebody, we have no recourse against the judge who let him go. But, again, because we all know if he was black, we all know that story. So, yeah. you know, that, it, there's no way around that for us. Yeah, it really isn't. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> the fact that, once again, his kids are out there, um, because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, once the kids are grown, they no longer require, they're no longer entitled Secret Service protection. I'm pretty sure President Obama's probably paying for it out of his pocket uh, because his kids are out there, and, you know, they're just walking the streets, and any lunatic or crazy, imagine, imagine being – the, the, the children, you can't live a normal life. I mean, people see right. this stuff, oh, yeah, they're famous and all this stuff. Yeah, but, you know, there's a price with that. I remember I was reading something about Michael Jordan saying, you know, people think it's great to be Michael Jordan. You don't really want to be Michael Jordan. You know, taking your kids to an amusement park at 4 in the morning because, you know, you can't, you can't go during the day because you can't enjoy yourself. Well, think about them. And this is a whole different level. Michael's situation, because he was famous, this is because there are so many people that hate, hate their daddy. Imagine living that lifestyle. Going places right. not knowing that there's somebody behind the, I, I, you know, I, I just, it's just crazy, man, when you think about this stuff. And some of these officials, yeah. think about the Georgia poll workers who had to move and, you know, these are two sisters. 
because Trump put their name out there, all of a sudden their life was a living hell. The Attorney General of Michigan, how she was sitting in her living room with her kid, people knocking on her door, talk. I mean, what is wrong with people? I mean, good God. Really? Yep. It's just it's despicable, yeah. man. It's just it's despicable. It's despicable, man. It's just crazy yeah. that these types of things happen, Mister Elias. You're not going to mind, though. I'm going to give you something to not for. I promise you that. Much. Yeah, well, you know what? Everybody is not loaded like you. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you something to not for. You, you, you. That's why I, I signed to work at the post. I don't care. You come on, you knock on that door all you want to. I, I'm going to give you something to really not for. I promise you. Because you're on my property at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Sign up to work the election. Sure did. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a sad state. And when you you talked about, you know, Jerome, you talked about Trump putting stuff out there. You know, this guy doesn't care. Was he just convicted for uh, being liable for the sexual assault of uh, that one lady? And they told. And guess what? Not even after the, the the freaking court date was over, that clown was back out there talking. So she's suing him again. It's like he don't yeah, care. Senator Cross was getting sued too by the guy that he tells an FBI agent. And then he wasn't, and he's a loyalist, a Trump loyalist. This is crazy. Yeah, but that dude cares. I think we're getting this wrong. He cares. He figures that if he overwhelms the system, that's why he's running so hard, because he thinks that the only way that he can save himself is by partnering himself. Because our system, unlike France, unlike many other countries, they will send their former leaders to jail. You break the law in most countries, they will send your butt to jail. Here, we tell lies to so many nations. It is our bread and butter that we are beyond that stuff, right? And so we're like, we don't want to send anybody to jail here because it sends a bad message. I'm like, it sends a bad message not to send somebody to jail. Thank you. Thank you. So Trump is doing all this stuff, and he's going overboard because he believes that, hey, as long as we keep that policy on lying to everybody else about not being the most corrupt nation on earth, once we keep selling that to people, then we won't prosecute anybody just to keep that lie alive. Huh. Let me ask you something before we go to break for this last break here. Um, what, what do you guys think about Chris Christie and what he's doing? Just just real quick. Just Let me have a couple of minutes before we go to break. To me, he's trying to find another way to win an election. That's it. But if he had to kiss Trump's butt to win an election, he would. But he's just going so. around and like, yeah, I do. Yep, okay. I do. Because he was all for Trump before. And like Trump ain't changed. Trump ain't changed just the guy he was. He said the reason, he said what turned the light on for him was when he stood mm-hmm. behind the presidential seal and said that the election was stolen when he knew he wasn't. He said he, at that time, he mm-hmm. and Christie said, so I, none I, of, I couldn't. So none of the other stuff that he did turned him against him. None of the other well, stuff I, that he did. Man, I'm, none, none, I'm of the, none, of other, none, none of the other impeachment stuff that he did turned him against him. But, <laughs> but when he said he knew that then, come on. Stop. Hey, man, don't shoot the messenger. 
Uh, I mean, I'm just telling you what he said. What about you, Jerome? What do you think about Chris Christie, man, and, and the way he's coming after Trump? Well, I, Chris Christie, I would not believe him as far as I can throw him either, right? Like that dude. Oh, uh, you know, you can't throw his ass nowhere. This big sub. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but we also know that Chris Christie will lie too. Mm-hmm. So, like, which liar do you want? And these guys are like, well, I'm seeing opportunists because Chris Christie, as a former prosecutor, believes that Trump is going to jail, so he's not taking a risk going after Trump because he knows those charges are pretty strong. But at the same time, he, you know, the stuff that he did when he was in office is is crazy. Like, he was not a good dude at all. Um, In Jersey, his butt was on the beach with his family. He was like, well, the yep. governor needs to be able to take, you know, have um, yep. um, some time off and this. And, like, he's, he's reprehensible, too. Like, he's crazy. Yeah, he really is. And people need to understand that, too. They, they forget about what happened with, the, the, you know, the Bridgegate stuff. So, yeah, trust me. You know, yeah. it's like the, the pot calling the kettle black. Get out of here. All right, we'll take a real quick break, and we'll finish up right after this. Rescue workers in South Korea continue to search for people who may be trapped in a tunnel after a flash flood. Days of heavy rain have triggered floods and landslides across the country. Officials say at least 33 people have died. Thousands have been forced from their homes. In Guatemala, a rejected presidential candidate has filed a legal motion asking for a redo of elections now headed for an August runoff. Maria Martin reports. Candidate Carlos Pineda, who led in the polls in May, but whose party was disqualified from running, wants the June 25th elections to be repeated. But many Guatemalans just want their vote to be respected and for an August 20th runoff to take place. (laughs) Meanwhile, anti-corruption candidate Bernardo Arevalo campaigned to huge crowds in heavily indigenous communities this weekend despite efforts by the government to block his Semilla party from the runoff. Arevalo said it was time to end not only corruption, but centuries of racism and discrimination in Guatemala. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was released from the hospital today. He had been admitted yesterday after a dizzy spell. Doctors say the Israeli leader was dehydrated. Netanyahu released a video on social media last night saying that he had been out in the sun Friday without water or a hat, adding, not a good idea. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington. There's a new way to support this show and public media. Please consider signing up for the NPR Plus podcast bundle. NPR Plus listeners get to unlock sponsor-free shows and bonus episodes You can find out more at plus.npr.org, and thanks. Listen to this podcast. Online radio at its best. Folks, it is time for our final thoughts. What a great show this morning. Great conversation with some distinguished brothers, but it's time for us to put a bow on it. And my main man, Mr. Jerome Street, the smartest man in the world. So first, thank you very much. (laughs) All right. Hey, my final thought, I'm going to keep mine brief since I ran over last time. I just want to tell everybody have a good week and stop worrying about these crazy people because they're always going to be crazy. And so just know that when you go in, 
to listening to them that they're already crazy. That's it. I'll see you next week. He, he has a way of just making things very simple, right? I mean, Jerome will sit here and give you all the information, and you're like, yeah, let me get battle lines are drawn. I am ready to fight. And at the end, he says, hey, don't worry about all that. They're going to be all right. They're crazy. <laughs> they good. Like, damn. <laughs> I was ready to fight, bro, based on all the information you gave me. <laughs> damn. That's what sanity looks like, right, is to know – that you're in a storm and to pull out your umbrella and wait for that storm to pass. So sometimes you, you have go. to look at crazy and just be like, crazy's going to run aground. You just don't want to be there when they hit the wall. So, you know, go take a nap. Go watch TV. <laughs> you say crazy go take hit a, a wall. nap. Go watch TV. There you go. All right, I'm taking his advice in about five minutes. All right, Mr. Elias, man, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side. Final thoughts, my brother. Hey, folks, give, give your people your roses while they're here. Um, last week, you know, I lost my uncle, my last uncle on my mother's, uh, my dad that I had in my family. So give your people your roses. Sammy Harris, you're going to be missed. You are a wealth of information. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. But, my God, I am going to definitely miss you. And yesterday, I got a chance to spend some time with my second mother. And it was good to see her. And for her to raise her cane to me and chase me around the house was a great <laughs> thing. It was a great thing. So, Dorothy Nettles, I, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about that. I see I see your fight to try to get up the leaderboard, too, huh? Kendra has that spot held down. Everybody else is fighting for second place. Kendra is a Trump, and we're everybody else trying to, trying to get his second place. Wow. Trying to be in the... Yeah. Trying to get Fighting for the scraps, man. Fight for the scraps. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that is that's uh, that's crazy. All right. So my final thoughts are just you know be blessed. Uh, you know take care of yourselves. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, you know the bottom line is you don't have to be here. And the fact that you spend a portion of your day, whether it's the full two hours, whether it's ten minutes, five minutes, whatever. The fact that you come is just important. So we appreciate you as listeners, and, you know, we'll continue to do it as long as you have us. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. If all you people have been asking for this, you're about to hear some music you haven't heard in a long time. Kid Maestro. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Folks, yes, your ears are not deceiving you. It is time for only need-to-know basis with the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Street. Jerome, man. What do you have on the docket for today? Man, um, I don't even know where to begin. We have so much news that we could talk about today. Mm. Um, so one news story I was not going to do, 
but I'll just make it really sensational. You know, a 12-year-old boy was struck by a car, and his head was de- decapitated, and they put it back on. But I'm not going to even go through that story. That happened in, um, oh in Palestine. What? In Israel. Yeah, a 12-year-old Palestinian boy. And it was uh, he, he had his skull, like, they put it back on. So there was good news in there someplace. But anyway, there's sensational mm. news in there someplace, and then there's, you know, the Trump Christie news. So that's all I got. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, again, you know, news can always be a little crazy, but we try to do news stories that are just not being covered by everyone else. So that, that's um, that's where we go. So I guess I can start with, well, first of all, LES hasn't been here in a while for news. No. How you been, man? Been, oh, man, I've been yeah, good. I've been doing a lot of traveling, man. I was in, man, yesterday, last week was a blur. Cause I was in, I flew into Houston, and we went from Houston to Austin, then back from Austin to, to, to Houston, and I flew out. It's just like in and out, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so right. I've been traveling, brother. It's it's been yeah, a lot in a whirlwind. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. I was gonna say you you happen to travel when it's hot as heck outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some when it's cold too, because I'm, I'm out of here. The first time of snow, I told I told James one of the last night. First time of snow, we get we catch a plane to Houston. We out of here. Mm-hmm. I know. See? Yeah. So so. I, matter of fact, uh, my uncle in Houston's birthday was a couple of days ago, and I usually hmm. come like around this time of year. This is the hottest time of year. If you don't know, um, <laughs> June twenty first, June twenty first is the longest day of the year, like the longest sunlight of the year. Right, it's the summer solstice. So it takes about three weeks for the Earth to heat up. Like it heats up all the water, but by the time we fill it in weather, it's always July. It's like mid-July. So that's why it's always hot in July, and you don't want to step foot in Houston. Because I had the experience hanging out with my cousin Bridget, going to a mall in Houston, and she says, oh, you're going to have to run to the door. And I just thought, hey, right? She ran, she and her daughter ran, and I walked, and my shoes started heating up. (laughs) I was like, Houston got different rules, y'all. Y'all better find your mom before you get <laughs> Yeah, bro. So, ain't no joke there. So, Jay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you on the next show to publish some rules that you need to know in Houston, like not sticking your arm out the window when it's hot outside. You might not want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Houston yeah, has Houston in the summertime, man. Oh, my yeah. God. Houston. Mm. <laughs> Houston have a Houston has a, a lot of rules that you need to know. Like dang, everybody carries a gun, so your road rage just calm down. <laughs> like all of that, we need just give us a list, Jack. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when you're traveling this summer, that's what you need to do. All right, now speaking of, speaking of hot weather, so Death Valley, which is I didn't know Death Valley was the hottest place on Earth in California. It's not like it's near the equator or anything. But Death Valley is the hottest place on earth, and so they're expecting it to hit a new world's record temperature this weekend. So um, 
they, they're saying that it might be 131 degrees today in Death wow. Valley near that oh National Park. God. Yeah, they said it was going to yeah. break a record. I did see that one. I was like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No global warming, though. No global warming. Yeah. No such thing. <laughs> Listen, they said that it's going to be over 100 at night. Now, Oh, I'm, Jesus. I'm bad with hot weather during the day, but at night, it's over 100. Yeah, it's time to move. Yeah, I was telling when I was when I was younger, I was for coming, and, and they sent us to Phoenix and um and and June, and my God, we had to work outside, and I would work walk outside at night. It was like 103 degrees, and I was like, "What in the hell is this?" <laughs> I could not believe it. You didn't just walk out. And because I figured, yeah. okay, it's nighttime. It's going to be a little bit cooler. No, I'm right. sorry. It was so hot. And I'm like, my God, it's nighttime. And it was just like, ah, <laughs> man. Mm-mm. Nope, no thanks. You're like, you're like, what What are y'all doing that we have mm-hmm. to deal with all of this? Yeah, and so, I, I would talk to guys and say they worked there. And I would say, why are you working night? They said, you'll see. <laughs> hey, you know, and so we normally start off this segment with with weather because of that. Like people are ignoring the fact that our weather is if it stays this hot when we get into like um into August, we're going to have a problem in the winter. Yeah, cuz they said we have a bad winter. Yeah. yeah. Yep, cuz it's never been this hot. And people keep underestimating what that means. They think global Global warming means that it won't get cold. It's not what it means. It means there's an no. imbalance in the mm-hmm. in your in our weather pattern. So, mm. yeah, that's not that's not going to be good in the in the big picture. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the stories that you don't hear about anymore is inflation, because inflation continues to decline, and right. Wall Street. Seem to be rallying. So markets rallied this week at um, several mm-hmm. pricing reports. So the inflation is dropping faster than expected, and wages are continuing to rise. And Federal Reserve is likely to keep the interest rates under 5.5. So mm-hmm. here is the thing. Um, Friday, all three indicators added um, significantly. Like the Dow Jones average was. You know, 776 and the S&P 500 went up like 105 and NASDAQ um, 453 points. And here's the thing. When I think about people talking about Biden, do you know those are for economic policies that they set forth on the president's side? How mm-hmm. inflation works? So they, subtly, they subtly made changes. And people keep still saying stuff like inflation and blah, blah, blah. The Biden administration has really done a great job. Now, if this was Trump, that fool would have gave another trillion-dollar tax break, and everybody would be out of work, and milk would be like $12. Yeah. Because cause they don't actually know how to balance. You know, it's already hit and miss when you start talking about inflation in the economy. But every expert in their mother was like, Inflation, inflation, recession. That's all they kept crying, and we have never hit there. We have something like um, 
30 months, at something like that, 30 straight months of that thing going down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know what the commercials are going to be, but people are going to be like, well, he's just old. And he just, I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw his, um, you know, him flying overseas, but just showing up NATO and all of those other things with other allies, the United States is in really good standing with other nations in the world, and we want to go back to deal with crazy, you know, crispy Trump Republican right. stuff again. We exactly. like chaos. Yeah. yeah That's all this, is, this is all this is showing us is that pe- some people are not happy. What is that? Schadenfreude, right? The joy and the misery of others. There's some people who exactly. love chaos. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy and that, 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 that the Democrats are not counting and blowing their horns like, we got this done, we got that done, we did this. And because when I seen Gavin Newsom, and he was eating a uh, Fox News report up, he said, are you kidding me? And he was, and, and he ate this guy a lot. And he said, right. my name is, he got this done, he got that done, he got this done. What are you doing to Trump? You gave money to the millionaires and billionaires. And right. the guy was like, no, when the inflation is said, no, you, you got to be kidding me. The GDP is the best it's ever, ever, ever been. And, and he just yep. started telling and routing out, and, and the dude had nothing to say to him. But right. Still, because Biden's too old. Right. So the only recourse they have is, well, what about Hunter? Like, they want to talk about that man's child, who, who by the way, is not even in government. He has no. nothing, anything. That dude's not in government. He doesn't work for the government. It's just the child of a president, and you want to judge him based upon his child. Well, they, but, what they're saying, that, uh, I saw someone, uh, what's his name, this morning, they were saying, Hunter Biden ought to sue Fox News. He ought to sue him because they are defaming his name in every shape, form, or fashion. I was like, eh, I don't know if you better right. get away with that one. Yeah, and you, see, here's the thing. You know that it's tough. Fox News is getting sued from everybody for just slandering. There's another lawsuit that is coming in for a couple, like, I think it's um, $1.4 billion that they're getting sued for. But mm-hmm. Fox News, you know, it was kind of what I was saying about um, our society in general. Because Fox News is so extreme that people get fired from Fox and then work at ABC, NBC, CNN. And, like, they will still take them. Mm-hmm. If they go from Fox, that extreme side, and they go into mainstream, they make them more conservative. But when Tiffany Cross gets fired from MSNBC, you, she won't mm-hmm. go to Fox. Fox won't hire no. Her. No. So no. we can't even see the difference in how our society, like generally, and the United States particularly, but how conservative the United States is. It's not the people aren't. So if I had to guess, I would say about 70, 75% of the people in this country are cool people. But the, the folks that run this place, that are elected officials, the people who are making policies, the rich folks, those folks are, are oppressing everybody else across the board. Now, mm. that, is, that is the problem. So, and speaking, speaking of, you know, um, President Biden, Weeks after the Supreme Court blocked um, one plan to forgive billions in student loans, mm-hmm. uh, President Biden unveiled a new proposal on Friday to cancel $39 billion of debt. 
So the education yeah. department will notify more than 804,000 borrowers, borrowers uh, of relief through what it deems as fixes um, to the count of monthly payments made by not or made by economic-driven plans. So Friday's announcement applied to income-driven repayment plans, um, which makes borrowers eligible for forgiveness after making um, 240 or 300 monthly payments. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's equivalent to um, 20 or 25 years. Can you imagine having a that's that's a mortgage. Your education is a mortgage. Exactly. Uh, yep. So this comes after uh, the Supreme Court proposes to forgive up to um, twenty thousand dollars in debt for ten million borrowers um, who met certain income limits. Um, the Supreme Court said that they couldn't do that. So he plans to find a new way to deliver borrowers. Here's the thing about knowing what the Supreme Court does is that there's a different way around it. The Supreme Court is just always just says that you can't do it that way. They didn't say you can't do it. So we have to um, always look at Supreme Court, just like with the affirmative action stuff. Right. The Supreme Court is just telling you that, hey, you can't use race as, a, as your only criteria. You can use race, but it can't be the only criteria. So, again, there's ways around that. Did you, see what that, did you see what yeah. I can't remember the, the kid's name, but he was an, a star athlete, and he was going to a, a, a college. I can't remember, uh-huh. and he went to. He said, "Now nah, I'm going to HBCU. Thanks, bye." And cut out. He's a star athlete. <laughs> and he did so, what? He went, what did he, he went from he went from a, 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 a white college to HBCU. He was like, "Eh, since y'all don't want me, I'm, I'm out of here." And he cut out. Right. Right, and you should see the numbers on HBCUs. You know, like 75% of military um, officers came from HBCUs. It is like something like 50% of, like, black um, physicians are HBCUs. People keep sleeping on HBCUs like they haven't been educating black people across the board. And HBCUs, I think the number is something like um, two to one um, graduation rate I'm like, it's double what those white university numbers are when it comes to black people. They graduate that is my biggest one. regret, man. Yeah. That's one of not going to HBCU. That's one of my biggest regrets. Yep. It's because we keep getting sold this. Um, you need to go to college so you know how to deal with everybody. You need the diversity in college. But the truth is that you need to have your education, and then you can deal with diversity later. If you come out of that, come out of college educated, then you'll learn how to have to be bilingual anyway. We had to be before we even got to college. So I think we need to start rethinking that. But I know when I've heard, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, um, HBCUs, they're concerned that their kids need to not just be around black folks or, you know, whatever their anxiety is. That that was one of my mother's concerns. Yeah, that's my mother's biggest concern. Because when I was I was telling the story earlier, when I was younger, you know, my mother used to make us study Black history in the summertime to get out of school. And then mm-hmm. she she gave me an opportunity. She said, "Well, you can go to this school, or you can stay in this Black school. I said, I'm staying in Black school." And she was like, "Okay, that's that, that's your choice." 
Man, a week later, she's like, yeah, you're going to go to this white school and shut up and like it. <laughs> right. So, you know how to deal with white folks. I was like, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> right. I hate every and, minute of it, too. I was going to say, did that help you on your job? No. They were just as racist nope. and crazy on your mm-hmm. job. Even mm-hmm. if you did not go to a white school. I guess it's. I guess that's the thing about saying that you need to deal with them early on so you can see um, what you see, but it's not necessary. And that's one of the most disappointing things about HBCUs is that I think some of them don't accommodate for that either. Because mm-hmm. I know when Dr. Francis Cress Welsing was there, she proposed a question about white supremacy, and they fired her because they were scared that they weren't going to get their funding. But HBCUs mm-hmm. are educating black folks, so... You can't get you can't hate on them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a new breast cancer vaccine that could be that can eliminate breast cancer by 2030. Now, 15 really? women, yeah, 15 women who had aggressive tumors are still in remission after five years of receiving this experimental shot, and now doctors believe that a cure is in sight. So, so far, all 15 women with that aggressive form of the disease um, were given a shot at Cleveland Clinic in Ohio, have been in remission for up to five years, despite a high risk of relapse. So among um, among them was this mother or two, this woman, Jennifer Davis, who was 46. Um, she said the trial had given her a lot of hope, and the doctors and initially missed the lump that she had um, doing a mammogram and uh, an ultrasound and a biopsy. And she feels like better physically and mentally than she ever has. And she says she can't even wrap her brain around it. Um, and she has two doc, two daughters, she's a mom, that kind of thing. But she says she wants everybody to get it, and I want everyone to be able to get it. If this prevents it, it's amazing. So the new vaccine works by training the body to attack a protein that is produced in pregnant and lactating women, but it's often a precursor to cancer. Hmm. So interesting enough that another vaccine works. Now, here is my cynical part of this conversation. If somebody like Johnson & Johnson or Pfizer does not buy it, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah, we need to do trials for another 15, 20 years. Yeah. Then it'll be okay. Cause, yeah. Cause, hey, go watch Doctor Sebi, and you want to see him cure some things in 1987 in his lawsuit mm-hmm. against the state. There are cures that's out there that you can heal your body, but um, you know the pharmaceutical companies don't make any money off of anything that grows in nature. So no. we'll see how that goes. Did you ever see the one lady that, that I saw on Ricky Smiley's show and a couple other shows? This woman has invented a, uh, it's a laser that pinpoints cancer and, and, it, and, it, and it, it wipes it out. And nobody's yeah. talking about this stuff. And I think that you yeah. said, hell, if I can go to the, uh, up in the, and I have a satellite and I can see whether I'm quarters or, or down or nickels or head to tail, why can't I pinpoint cancer? She said, and, I, and I've done that. And I'm like, why isn't this getting me more traction? Well, because it, it alleviates cancer. And then people are just like, they don't eat. There's no money. There's money yeah. people being sick, man. Yeah. Yeah, all these big cancer research centers and all of that, mm-hmm. they're getting billions of dollars 
So mm-hmm. it's that Chris Rock joke. The um, the money isn't in the cure. The money's in the treatment side. So that is always going to be a problem. Yep, exactly. Yep. Now, the FDA approved its first over-the-counter birth control, um, and it's, it's scheduled for rollout in 2024 next year. And, mm. you know, yeah, so it's um, it's uh, an Ireland, Dublin-based uh, manufacturer that um, says the, I guess it's pro, progestin, um, only it's a, it's a mini pill. And they said it will land on store shelves early 2024, after the new year. Hmm. But, yeah, so we, we can, we're going to see this fight kick up. So not only are people telling you you can't have an abortion, then since you don't need a uh, prescription for birth control, I wonder what their fight is going to be now. Right. Do you need to call right. to get birth control? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I like Roland Martin, he said, you're not. He said you're not. You're not a pro rights advocate. He said you're just against abortion. And like, but no, I'm pro rights. He said, hey, well, why don't you take care of the kid after it comes out? Do, do you, he says from the womb to the tomb. It's not. It's not somebody that's going to just say, okay, um, uh, look, the baby's born, so now I'm not going to take care of it. No, you got to take care of it when it comes out. And that parent right. knows that it's going. That they got to take care of that. And if that's that's their choice not to. And then he said, and he said, you're forcing young girls that have been raped to deal with this child for the rest of their lives. Right. It's crazy to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and that's a, you know, that's the that's the problem when we start like talking about the difference of like solutions and prevention stuff. It, it's people are always all over the place when it really comes down to it. But we have to do we have we have to find our way opposed to waiting for you know government and big companies to kind of tell you you know how to make something work. You have to like the like the woman like you said she figured out a way to pinpoint cancer cells and kill them without damaging yeah. your good cells. She figured out a way to do that. We all need to find her or wherever she's working, whatever company she's starting, and deal with her. But just like a lot of the herbalists ended up disappearing off of this planet, you're going to have to protect her like you would the Obama. That's for sure. That's for sure. Right, because, again, the the, the money is in the treatment, not the cure. So, yeah. Now... The um, let's see, this there was this girl. Okay, well let me do the Obama thing since I keep mentioning that. So a man was arrested outside of um, President Obama's um, home, former President Obama's home. Um, they gave him some additional felony gun charges on Friday. So Taylor, um, Tyran, um I guess is Tyranno, is his name, thirty-seven. Um, he is the third January sixth detendant. Um, defended detained while waiting trial after a series of threatening statements and actions in later days leading to his June 30th arrest. So federal prosecutors have filed two felony gun charges on Friday against him. Um, and, you know, after he was arrested for driving near um, President Obama's Washington home, 
in a van filled with hundreds of rounds of ammunition, two guns, and a machete. That's what's going on in the world. So, in case we keep yeah, in case we keep talking around it, well, no, no, let's not say he's crazy because you know how this goes. They'll be like, we just he just need medication. That dude needs to have his butt in jail, right? So he wants without to get a doubt, cycle. Without a doubt. We don't have no empathy for you. You're not getting no medication. Just need to get your butt whooped. Just go into jail. Just go straight to jail, as my girl Kai would say. So, um, a girl from Switzerland who visited Rome with her family was caught curving her initials into the Colosseum wall on Friday. <laughs> this is according to Italian reporters. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, so it's 1,937-year-old building. Uh, Somebody filmed her while she, and again, she's 17, but they won't say her name, right? And they had a picture of her, but they blurred it out. That girl walked up, and she wasn't a little girl. She came with her parents, and she was about to face the Coliseum, and they said since all the other tourists started yelling at her, she just stopped and walked away, which, again, she should be thrown in jail. They said she, she did one letter, and then she left because she was going to write her name into the into the college. Is, is this the second one that they found? Because it, it yeah. was that wrote his girlfriend's name in there. Yep. Yep. And then some guy did that not too long ago as well. There was another guy who tried to um, deface that. So anyway, that that's that's the world we live in where people are like, No, um, you know, we gotta watch out for minorities defacing property. She that she need to go to jail. That's all I have to say about her. I don't feel sorry for her at all. Mm-hmm. Go to jail. Most definitely. What you say? Yeah, most definitely. She needs to go to jail. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, a judge rejects um, Trump's bid to save ten to, to have his ten million dollar lawsuit with E. Jean Carroll tossed, and says that um, <laughs> he waited immunity. You know why he waited too long? Because he's not president. <laughs> That's what the Thank judge you. said. There you go. There you go. There it is. He said his argument that uh, absolute presidential immunity and free speech, free speech, shielded him from defaming um, defamation claims by um, E. Jean Carroll. You're not president, buddy. And, and when you're president, you're just not immune to any prosecution. Well, well, well some is, people say he's president, man. Some people still say he's president. There's just watch yeah. some of those, those documents. I'm like, man, what is wrong with these people, man? Yeah, you, you know what? say he's still president? Yep, and you know what's so odd and strange about them? So on the same election, uh, other Republicans win, but they were like, yeah, yeah, the elections was rigged. But it wasn't mm-hmm. rigged for the one that won. It's right. rigged for the one that lost is rigged. Right, right. So, so since you're not making any sense, we can't take anything that you're saying as at face value. Really? It's like, yeah, it's rigged because he didn't win. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't that arrogant to believe that there is no way, I think somebody testified um, – last week that Trump was watching TV and was saying, can you believe that I lost to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hell, I mm-hmm. can believe it. 
to sur- survey this show <laughs> or anybody who calls in here. You're like, well, of course we believe you lost. Everybody voted mm-hmm. against your butt. Yeah, because you lost. You lost. <laughs> yeah, you lost. I can believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can believe that. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying he has to be probably the most corrupt person that – and there was a lot of corrupt people who sat in as president. But he was blatantly – his daughter got patents from China. Like, there was yeah. craziness going on. Why are they talking about a hundred and they're talking about Hunter Biden getting money. I'm like, no, you're going to the same stuff. Oh, it's okay she was cool. Yeah. Right. She was acting as an advisor to her father when she went on a trip to China, and then they gave her some patents for um, her name for some products. And then her husband got a billion, a couple billion dollars from Saudis. Yep. While he mm-hmm. was working. Yep. So, yep. you know, when somebody tries to make, like, really bad false equivalents, that's what always throws me. I'm like, really? You want us to, you want us to actually debate <laughs> Hunter Biden? Really? Right. Right. You want us to, uh, you know, mess with his dog, too? <laughs> like, what else do you want us to go after? I, just, I keep hearing, I, I keep hearing the rumblings. Of, oh, they you know that cocaine they found with Hunter Biden. So I was like, okay. Yeah, anything that has to do with drugs is under Biden. Is, is, is yeah, yeah. But you you have to give it up to Fox and the Republicans. Whatever you have, they're going to blow it up like it is something. Mm-hmm. Right? They just they just have to make it look like something is going on that you can't see. There's conspiracy going where you had the guy who was running the Treasury going on <laughs> private flights all over the place. Like the corruption that was in the that was in the Trump administration, they didn't even prosecute them because they have so much other stuff to prosecute. Mm-hmm. Well, all those guys are yeah. in jail, too. And, and, and the biggest hypocrisy of them all is when Trump said they, they, they didn't do nothing to Hunter Biden. They threw, they gave him, like, life sentences. I'm like, dude, they ain't none of you. And you you tried to overthrow the government. And, and, and I think, when White Pierce was talking about, oh, I never said insurrection, you the definition of insurrection is you're trying to overthrow the government. Was that what they were trying to do? Then that's an insurrection. They were trying to right. overthrow the government. It was an insurrection. Stop. Right. And you know, and you know it's still, and, and here's the thing. There's a, um, matter of fact, I can pull this up. There is a, um, a law. There's something in the Constitution that says that if, you're involved in an insurrection. You know you're ineligible to run for any public office. Right. So just from being brought up on charges, I think that's the thing about um, bringing um, charges against, um, you know, bringing charges against Trump. He is going to be eligible to run for office because he incited an insurrection. Hmm. Like you can't, wow. you can't do that. So um, let me see if I can grab it right quick. But I, I remember talking about this a long time ago is that some people don't really even understand what that law is. But you cannot incite an insurrection and then say, hey, I want to run for president. Like, that's not how that works. So to, to watch Trump do this kind of stuff and people try to defend him, they go, no, no, he's, he's a good guy. It's crazy. It's like, really? You're going to defend this dude? But anyway, yeah, but 
if when I when I grab it, I'll, I'll mention it. But I know that it's a it's a specific um, something that was put in place in I think in the eighteen hundreds. Really? That yeah, that um, you cannot under no circumstances be eligible for running for for a public office if you're involved in the insurrection. Hmm. Like at no at, at no point. All right. So, um, but in the meantime, you know. You know, when, I mean, we talked about affirmative action, so since we missed this from before, they, um, lawyers demand that Harvard, in their legacy admissions, um, and they argue that it was un, it unfairly favors white students. It, now, this lawsuit came right after the Supreme Court ended affirmative action. So they filed it on the next Monday by an attorney um, uh, an attorney group of law, uh, um, some lawyers and civil rights. Um, I, w- I don't want to call them activists. That's what I'm struggling over. I don't like that, but they represent civil rights. And the complaint complains um, that claims that long-held practices unfairly favor white applicants and discriminate against students of color. So oh. that's what Harvard gets. And it wasn't Harvard that put that lawsuit, but it's a lawsuit against Harvard that they wanted to end affirmative action. So affirmative action cannot be the only criteria that you, I'm sorry, black being, your race cannot be the only criteria in your admissions process. So I I want to tell you across the board, most schools already figured out how this works because you can actually put criteria saying that if you come from the inner city, we're going to give you X amount of points. They can do different things to say, to narrow down where they're getting their students from, hmm. what population they're getting their students from. But the reason I like the, the ruling for affirmative action against affirmative action, because white folks are one, one-sided when it really comes down to um, prejudice and oppression. So, I know send your comments to comments to Jay because I'm not listening to him when I say that because you know who I'm talk, talking about, right? We're talking about conservative white folks, right? So what happens is that when black people have organizations or activities trying to determine what should go on in the black community or what's going on in your organization, now when white folks says, how come no white folks are there, just tell them, I'm sorry, the Supreme Court ruled against us bring you in because you're white <laughs> we can't really? do that so black yeah. folks now have an out when white folks infiltrate black organizations and try to stir them in a different direction so yeah. use that stuff to your advantage yeah because wow. you know a lot of times we will sit there and we'll go oh this is not working out in our in our favor because they're discriminating against black people say so what well maybe black people can start to have some things that um, we weren't able to have because, um, or or look at some things in ways that we weren't able to before, because now nobody can say that we have to have somebody of a different race in organizations that we have. We don't have to mm. adhere to it because the Supreme Court already said it. Mm. So we get to work that out too. So, you know, I don't know why I, I was looking for my. Um, <laughs> For my um, for the law that I was talking about, but let me say this because I thought about this with Trump and Biden's stuff, and I know I'm jumping back and forth, but 
Um, Trump's daughter, you know, worked for the White House, right? Rudy Giuliani's son-in-law worked for for um, for the White House. Attorney General Barr's son-in-law and daughter worked at the Treasury. Trump's son, daughter, and son-in-law were doing foreign business while they were working for the White House. Hmm. So, so until you see Attorney General Barr, son-in-law, and dirty daughter worked at the Treasury, until you see Barr get arrested, stop talking about Hunter Biden because they actually worked for the government. Really. They sure yeah. did. They yeah. sure did. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the, the, um, the part of the Constitution that I was looking at, it comes from presidential um, historian Michael Bachelor. And mm-hmm. the U.S. Constitution says that no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress who shall engage in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution or given aid or comfort to enemies thereof. So you can't even be a part of government at all, according to the Constitution, if you have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution. Mm. So remember, Trump was the person that was saying um, they had a constitutional deadline of a date that they had to certify elections, and he was openly telling them to defy defy that. He wanted to miss date. So mm-hmm. technically that's going against the Constitution. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, so, so what's, what's strange is that nobody is bringing this up. Yeah. It's like he went directly against the Constitution in the insurrection bar. They're, they're, they're all cowards, man. They're cowards, right. man. They're not going to say nothing against Trump, man. Hell, right. I, like I told you, power corrupts, man. And these cats are of Trump. He has these people fearful of him. Right. You know, and they don't they don't they don't care. Uh, you know, oh Trump did that, okay, we'll let him we'll let him slide. Like I told Jay, man, I think in my heart of hearts this guy is not going to jail. I think they're gonna have a hung jury in Florida. Most definitely they're gonna have one in Florida. I believe right. that. Because they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, get, they'll get some Trump loyalists out there, and they'll say, oh, I don't care. He didn't do it. But it could be right in front of your face that he stole or he stabbed somebody. I don't care. He didn't do it. Yeah, you I think that regardless on on what happens, he won't serve any time in jail, even if he mm-hmm. gets convicted. He's going he's gonna to delay, 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 and then um, whatever the the – Departments of Corrections and how that works on the federal side. That's why he wanted to go to federal court, because it's their discretion. So if they feel that they can't protect him or keep him safe, they can let him go. They can put him under house arrest or forgive his sentence, because it's up to the Department of Corrections on the federal side to determine how you serve out your whatever your sentence is. So I guarantee you that at some point Trump appointed the person who oversees that for the federal depart for the federal government and Biden didn't get rid of him. I bet you he's the Trump guy. So if all else fails, he has an implant in there. I don't understand why Biden why he ain't got rid of Lewis DeJoy yet. I don't understand that one. That that one got me. So here here here's the thing with Biden and you know, as people are listening to the show 
They may think that we side with Democrats one way or another. We're not. But the thing with Biden is Biden is holding down status quo because Biden won't even see what's the big deal, right? He should have got rid of the guy at the post office. He should have gotten mm-hmm. all of Trump people, though, that he put in there, he could have mm-hmm. should have just got rid of them. Have, not only got Trump rid of them. Yeah. Huh? That's what Trump yeah. would have done. He got rid of yeah. Well, he got rid yeah. of all the Obama stuff, right? And yeah, so they went yeah. down the line of trying to unravel Obama's legacy. And Biden should have gone down the line to instate all of Obama's stuff and then his own. So yeah, I can't I see being that they're doing some work, they're getting some work done on the Biden administrative side. But here's the problem with Biden and um, Obama is that they are not, they're working and they're not blowing their own horn. So we don't really know what they're doing until exactly it's reported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they're gonna have to but the, the, the Republican Party boy when they when they redoing the highway structure, them guys are out there touting their horn like, hey, look what I got you. You know you didn't. You didn't give me nothing. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Right. No, you didn't. You, didn't. you voted against it. That, that's where. That's where. They, if I was a Democrat. I would pay people to go to that when they out there talking about telling them about what they did. I'm like, hey, isn't it true you voted against this? I would. I just had people in place to say just to, to travel all over the country and and say you right. voted against. How you telling the horn for this? You know, and, and, <laughs> right? And you said it enough, people would pay attention to it, but they don't do that. They're like, oh, they 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 go out there and they're like, oh, um, and then somebody will say something and they won't. They like. Yeah, they did. They did vote against it, but still, they brought it here. No, you voted against it. Right. Like Joe Manchin voted against things to help poor people in West Virginia. How do you keep putting this clown in office? Right. Right. And, you know, again, and that reminds me of Joe Manchin anytime somebody brings up West Virginia. But mm-hmm. one of the... One of the stories that I had about um, West Virginia was that more than a quarter of people reported a lifetime diagnosis of depression in West Virginia in 2020. That's according to a new study from the Center of Disease Control Mm -hmm. and Prevention. And um, that state is the most depressed state on the list in this country is West Virginia. And they keep hiring people like Manton. And now we're talking about we should run that food for president. (laughs) <laughs> right, man, isn't that, isn't that scary? Yeah, yeah, it is because we have short-term memory. Mm-hmm. And to, to Jay's point of saying, like, you know, these organizations who are trying to get people who Democrats don't like and who Republicans don't like, I think Republicans mm-hmm. like Joe Man. Yeah, they love right? Because love he's it. holding up all the Democratic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, they really do. Now, um, a story that I missed is this man fell to his death from a skywalk overlooking the Grand Canyon. And so the Grand Canyon is named America's most dangerous, with the highest number of people being killed there after going missing. But they said it's not clear how the victim fell off the edge of the canyon or the skywalk structure itself, um, so the... um, the county search and rescue team posted a link to, like, the suicide prevention hotline. People go to the Grand Canyon to commit suicide. Wow. 
they're gotta okay. be. Yeah, yeah. I was after doing the depression story. I guess I shouldn't go on that one, but I'm just saying that seems like a painful way to to, to go. Now, the Netherlands is dishing out free sun cream to their residents in a bid to tackle skin cancer rates. So, really? sun cream dispensers, yep, will be made available in schools and universities, at festivals, at parks, at sporting venues. And in open public spaces across the country is what the Dutch government announced. Isn't, isn't now, it amazing that other countries give a damn about their people, but the United States, <laughs> which is supposed to be the most powerful country in the world, don't give a damn, damn about us? We really don't. We're like, well, if you don't have no money to pay for it, then we can't help you. And then you look right. at the food situation, how they, they, how they add all these additives to kill us, and... It's like, and to me, it's ridiculous because, and, and, and all these other countries, they're like, you've been banned, you've been banned, you've been banned, you've been banned. Right. But now you're good in the United States. We just want to make, we make money off of you. Yeah, and you know, we get all these fake pseudo-doctor studies, right? So, right. like, we, we know that most countries are banning, like, red number 40, right? Like, mm-hmm. all of these color additives because they're like, they can be potential carcinogens. And in this country, we're like, yeah, but you need to eat like a, you know, 400 bowls of Cheerios a day. I don't care how many you got to eat. Poison is poison. Really? Right. You don't I don't say, get in one body. Right. You, you have to say, like, if if there's poison, then technically it is poison no matter how many parts per billion it is. It's not mm-hmm. good for you. No. So, and, I, and, and I mentioned the Cheerios study because I, I will eat Honey Nut Cheerios. But... Um, in other countries, they're saying, like, even wheat that we have in this country mm-hmm. is um, genetically modified wheat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not flushing out of your body like wheat normally does because it's genetically altered. And so when you're eating a lot of stuff that has genetically – and they say on the box, though, you know, when you get some things, it says that we um, – the ingredients are genetically modified, genetically modified. At least they have honesty in labeling now. But they're, they're telling you that this stuff doesn't have any natural affinity to your body. It's genetically altered. And now, they, now they're coming out with meat that's genetically altered. I'm like, what Oh, my hell? gosh. I forgot that. I forgot that yeah. story, too. Yes. What the there hell? Is, yeah. And, again, Bill Gates is um, vested in that. Mm-hmm. Here's something that's like you got your billionaires investing in people not only buying up all this farmland but um, creating unnatural foods they're developing meat from cells and all this other stuff so they're growing meat in the labs right and it's crazy that they're like we don't have to label that so now you got to watch the fast food companies because we don't know who their distributors are so when they start yeah, so when you start ordering through your drive through window, you don't know if your meat was grown in the lab or if it's actually something that was born. So this is gonna get, it's going to get crazy. I'm going to end up, you know, I'm not vegan, but I'm going to end up not eating meat. That's yeah, I'm getting there myself, man. I'm yep. I, I look, everybody like, love Chick-fil-A, but this said there's like 42 uh Ingredients in there to make you keep coming back to them. And I'm yeah. like, what? 
Oh, yep. God, I, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm right. seriously considered vegan. Yep, I used to try. I trust Chick Fil A because I'm like, oh yeah, they don't use a lot of additives. I mean, a lot of um, um, you know, they use farm stuff, right? So I'm thinking Chick Fil A mm-hmm. is healthy. Chick Fil A is not as healthy as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. I go to Chick. Yep. So I had, yep. I had to cut back on them too. Yeah, I'm feeling. Yep. Oh my God, man! What's, what's safe to eat anymore? What's even safe to drink? Cause I look at the water, and they talking about the alkaline water. I'm like, it, it, it's not even alkaline water. I'm like, what? I'll buy alkaline water. Yes, because they're artificially alkalining water. Yeah. Which, which is not necessarily good for your body. So your right. body is going to be alkaline or acid, but your body needs acid. Especially if you eat meat, that's how it breaks down um, this rough stuff that's in your system. Is it needs acid. But if you're going to drink something that's alkaline, drink spring water because it has minerals in it. So at least you're getting um, something that's helping your body. But if you're just using water that's purified water or that is alkaline through a machine, then technically your body is not getting fed. So the nutrients that it's supposed to be getting, it's not getting. So, yeah, that that's always problematic. I don't know if you saw this, too. I forgot to talk about the story. Um, Simone Biles is um, stepping back in the competition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she, after her struggles in Tokyo uh, in a right. two-year hiatus, she is now um, her husband, NFL player Jonathan Owens, has convinced her to step back in the competition. So Simone is going to be out there. And every time I think about somebody like Simone Biles, like you think she has like four things named after her, right? Mm-hmm. Like on Florex and on a vault and whatever, but they won't score it high because nobody else can do it. Right. That's bored that, that, too, that's, man. That's the world black people live in. It's like just mm-hmm. because you – that can do it and we don't want to encourage anybody to hurt themselves it's like no but this is still amazing right. but uh yeah I don't even know what to say about that that's a, that's a problem <laughs> alright so Angela Bassett uh, is getting the honorary honorary Oscar from the Motion Picture Arts and Sciences the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences they announced that she will receive her um Academy Honorary award alongside Mel Brooks and Carol Littleton. Um, so, if you don't know who Angela Bassett is, um, I don't even know what to say to you. Like I was going, I was going to say that she should have been it in Wakanda forever and Black Panther. And really, really. She, she was in everything. Listen, Angela Bassett has won it for. That's what I'm saying. Yes. She played everybody between she played Martin Luther King's wife, she played Malcolm X's wife. She played Angela mm-hmm. Bassett has played everybody on the face of the earth and um they're gonna give her an honorary because oh. here's what I think. I think when you talk about the Academy that they don't like giving black people awards in movies that they don't want to sanction the movie. Mm-hmm. So Denzel Denzel didn't get his Academy for Malcolm, right? Mm-hmm. He got it for Training Day. 
Because and he was slave. Slave. he played a slave. He got a, he got two options. He played a slave and a corrupt cop. Well, he played Malcolm X, and he didn't get he didn't he didn't get nominated. And here's the worst thing. He actually, the two people who Denzel, I think, did the greatest jobs with was um, Hurricane Carter, yeah. right, and Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. And they shunned him because they did not want to give that movie that kind of accolades mm-hmm. because it was a hero of, it was hero of black people. Yeah. That's where that, that's the bottom line of that. So, yeah, so Angela Bassett is now getting hers, but it's still hers is an honorary because, you know, she's not playing. um, I don't think Angela Bassett has ever played the slave. No. Or a prostitute. No, she has. You know, she's not going to get the Holly Berry monster ball one, right? When you write something that's degrading just so that they can give you an award for all the great work that you did. You know, and that's no disrespect to Holly Bear. I don't mean to create a black-on-black crime with that. You know, and speaking of black-on-black no, crime, what's that? Give the people the, the, the Oscars for the great roles that they play. Right. You know, they play great roles, man. Angela Bassett did a hell of a job in Tina Turner. She did a great yeah. job. She now, really did. Yes. Yeah. And then Now. And you're right, Robert Carter, not even consideration. Yep. yep. I can go back to Angela Bassett. She did a great job in Boys in the Hood by playing yes. uh, Whistler's mother. She was getting yes. Junior's mother. Yes. So she she was icon status before anybody knew uh, knew who she was in mainstream media. And that's what usually happens is that as long as you're not hot in, in their world, that they don't want to acknowledge you. So... Yeah, Angela Bassett needs a shout-out. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've seen this social media trend story, but Kiki Palmer's uh, boyfriend, Darius Jackson, went on social media, and um, after there's pictures of Kiki Palmer that she posted at an Usher concert, and she was wearing this revealing outfit with half her butt hanging out. Mm-hmm. And he just... He pretty much said, I mean, I'm sorry, she showcased her butt. She was exposed. Okay. Okay. Say that, right? <laughs> so, so he said, you know, and he just made a comment that you shouldn't be out here. Well, You're a mom. He, exactly said. he said, we live in a generation where a man, uh, where a man of the family does not want his wife or the mother of his kids showcasing, showcasing her booty cheeks to please others. And it gets, uh, and, and he got told how much of a hater he is. He said, mm-hmm. this is my family and my um, representation. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. And Kiki Palmer fans and trifling folks was out there jumping on this kid because he called her out for being half-dressed at a concert. That's his woman, man. I, hey, man, I, I, you know what, man? If, I, if I'm with a girl and she said, hey, but I don't like the way that look on you, okay, I'm going to take it out. Because you got to write for your opinion. You got to write for your opinion. Yeah. You know, guys don't have a problem with this. This is a woman's issue. So mm-hmm. guys will adhere to that. So if a woman, if you're in a relationship and she's like, you know what, 
that doesn't look right on you. However she says that, a guy will change. But a woman will say, you just trying to hold me back, and I can do what I want. And it, it's really gotten out of hand. Yeah. It's gotten out of hand. You should not. It was Ben Franklin that says, a man who displays his money or his woman too much is at risk of having them both taken away from him. That's been Ooh. a whole thing. <laughs> Ben's been saying that for eons. That's a Ben Franklin quote. Every mm. man knows you do not want your the person who you're in a relationship with exposed to everybody. Right. We just don't like it. So anyway, for people who are uh, well, you have to dance on the stage with us, doing all, all the stuff. You're a mom. Now you say, hey, you're my woman. You got, you're a mom now. How's it going to look to your son or your daughter? I get what right. you're saying. Yeah, you know. yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, send, send your comments to Jay though, because we don't really care over here. But that's, really? that's a that's always a problem that people hate to say this now, and I don't know why people are so afraid to say. You know what? If um, it's the Dave Chappelle joke, if you're gonna wear a hooker's uniform, and people treat you <laughs> like a hooker, just be like, my bad. I thought yeah. that the uniform you were wearing. <laughs> right. That's all that is. Yeah. So, again, I know how that sounds, and people are going to get a little upset at that, but the truth is, yeah, is upset, that man. nobody is supposed to disrespect you based upon what you're wearing. But if you're wearing that uniform, you can't be surprised that people who don't have any sense are going to treat you like you don't have any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm old school. Oh. I am old school, yeah. and I believe in that. We're all mm-hmm. old school with that. Yep. So, you know, really, I, I haven't done one of these stories in a while because I have a ton of them listed. An award-winning Arkansas teacher, I like the way they say this because you know it's a setup, who's 44. Mm-hmm. She was sentenced to 58 days in jail after she admitted to having sex with her 17-year-old student at home mm-hmm. and at school. Wow. Award-winning teacher. You notice how they put that in there. Someone named what? Leah Queen in Arkansas mm-hmm. only got 58, she was been sentenced to 58 days in jail, 58 days in jail after she confessed in engaging with a sexual relationship with a 13-year-old student in 2010 oh and uh, a 17-year-old student later. Wow. She got 58 days in jail. Mm. Again, if that, if that was a guy, mm-hmm. see where double standards kick in. And, yeah. and I guarantee you, I, I could have played black or white on that one. Because she's got 58 days. Is she gonna she gonna do about she gonna do like two weekends? They be mm-hmm. like, ah, I just go home. Yeah, it's just senseless. But when I'm Yeah, 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 exactly. They <laughs> they ain't gonna blow that one off, so to speak. That's that's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. They just gonna <laughs> throw, sweep it up under the rug. Oh, really mm-hmm. quick, you know, LeBron James has decided to switch his uniform number from 6 back to 23 for next season um, in honor of uh, the late, great Bill Russell, who passed away in July 2022. So LeBron is changing his jersey number back. Okay, cool. Okay. Yep. So the NBA decided to retire the number league-wide. And so um, LeBron was among the active players who was allowed to continue to wear it, but he said he's changing it anyway. He's going to adhere to what everybody else People keep thinking that LeBron keeps thinking that he wants to step outside of them. LeBron conforms to stay in uniform with everybody else. To respect Bill Russell, he is not going to take the exception and keep that. 
so I thought I'd end on a slightly positive note. You know, we we have to do that. I think we gave uh, enough stories to get us get ourselves in trouble for next week. So we will have more next week. And try. Hey, stay tuned. We got more. Hey, stay, stay tuned. We might be playing black or white next week. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right, brother. We'll see you next week. All right. See you next week. <laughs>